What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by a 120 power star rating. I'm your host, Bryce DeWitt, and the doors to episode 204 are open. This week, we'll be talking about some Gamescom stuff, and we've also got a little game show going on uh, as uh, a little bit of a side project. So, I really hope uh, that uh, it goes up well, because uh, I'm very excited to hear what the two guests have to say in this episode. was going to be three, but unfortunately this week, Ash had to dip. That's okay. Uh, Everybody wish uh, Ash some luck in getting back home. Uh, The boy needs that luck. But this week, we have none other than Delfino Durian say... Hi, Delfino. Hello, hello. And we also have Wacko. Jacko, how are we, my friend? Oh, yeah, not too bad, thank you. How are you? Oh, I am uh, pretty good. It was my birthday over the weekend. I want ah, to yes. uh, thank I want to thank everybody for their warm wishes for a happy birthday. That was uh, very nice of you all. Thank you so, 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 so much. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty busy. It, all, it, it will be for the end of time for me. Because... <laughs> uh, my daughter sits right be- right before mine, so yeah, it uh, always gets very, very busy. Uh, well, um, got two birthdays at once. Yeah, yeah. I share a birthday with a cousin, so like on my 10th birthday, we went to their place and she had all her friends. I'm like, huh, I'm here too, guys. It's my birthday too. Remember me, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, oh, well, it was all right. Oh, well, I mean, you know. Good time, good company. That's all yeah. that really matters, right? It doesn't exactly. really matter what it's what the occasion is. That's right. At the end of the day. That's right. Well, we're getting okay. a year older. Well, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. So uh, this week, um, we're obviously going to address a little bit of games, uh, Gamescom stuff, and that's the first thing we're going to be talking about. So um, I uh, just want to say we're going to jump straight into the news and go from there. Woohoo! Is that all? Is that all? I fight for my friends. Yeah, this is staying in, by the way. Cool. Oh shoot! (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this week uh, we had Gamescom, but I'm not. I like personally. I paid attention to the opening night, and I didn't really get too much past that. Uh, Delfino, uh, you said earlier that you hadn't paid much attention to it. I've been focusing on acclimating back to university. I did not know there mm-hmm. was a Gamescom whatsoever. I didn't at first either. I figured so okay. the news. I figured the news. Um, uh, shoot, sorry, I'm forgetting words. I figured the news glut was in summer, and then mm-hmm. from there on, it's just miscellaneous conventions and packs, and not like. Oh, and the Games Award, but nothing that many people save their announcements for. No, yeah, that's usually pretty true. Um, I think uh, there was there was a decent amount of handful of stuff. I didn't pick up on all of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Wacko picked up p- Wacko picked up on something that I hadn't even noticed. So I'll let him talk about that. But I think the main priority uh, when addressing Gamescom this year was definitely opening night. Mm-hmm. Uh, opening night was. Uh, extremely uh, big in terms of relative news for both Xbox and PlayStation. Not so much Nintendo, I don't think. Uh, there was sort of little here and there's, but as as sort of mentioned before, most of the stuff for Nintendo at the very least 
uh, sort of comes out during, you know, PAX, E3, etc, etc, etc. So I am just going to sort of roll over opening night and talk about the announcements there real quick and uh, get a general consensus from you both of what you're uh, looking forward to. I know that Wacko's already got something on his list, so that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so... First off is that Saints Row is getting a much needed reboot. Uh, oh, I did hear about this. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, Saints Row en- ended technically in uh, Gad Out of Hell. And um, it it went really wacky. Saints Row 1 was sort of like the wacky GTA. Then Saints Row 2 was the wacky G- the wackier GTA. And then Saints Row 3 went into like some weirder territories of like superpowers and extraterrestrial beings and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, it kind of capped off at an end there, you being like the president of the United States and all that stuff. Uh, so now it sort of sits that they're going back to before Saints Row 1 and sort of like a cartel sort of uh, deal near the Mexican border. Um, it looks fun. Uh, Saints Row has always been a hell of a lot of fun anyway. Uh, but... I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, look, the Saints Row game. Um, I never, pl- I didn't play the first one, but I think I played the second one. And like that gameplay for me was like it was like GTA, but like in a cartoony, wacky style for me for some reason. And like yeah. seeing the trailer for the remaster, or whatever they're calling it, it was kind of like, oh yeah, you see the kind of the wackiness, the the, like, the action going on in the trailer, like. And then part of me thought it was a bit like Watch Dogs because the dude on the motorbike had the helmet and had the, the smiley face all digitalized and everything. Because there's a character from Watch Dogs 2 has a similar thing with a mask and it does all the symbols of smiley faces or whatever. So I was like, huh, interesting. I never thought about this game, like how it had all these different concepts of the story and the characters and the plot. Um, but yeah, it looks very wacky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that it does. Delfino, what do you think? Um, I never have played a Saints Row game, so, because most mm-hmm. of them were on PlayStation and Xbox, yeah. so. Number, th- number three went weird, like, it went all aliens and weird, I think it was the three that went out of, it was all weird, like, I don't yeah, know how to explain yeah, it. it. Yeah, well, but- number three is on Switch as well. Um, I think that I think that's the only one out of the three that it is actually on Switch. Mm. Yeah, is that the one where you're the president? Yes, yes, yeah, Okay, because... Yeah, because I had a friend in the dorm next door who had that, and she's showing it to me. She's like, look, I'm the president. It's so weird. I'm like, this just looks like GTA, but a little stranger. Yeah, everyone's dressed. Everyone wears purple. Everyone's yeah. purple. Yeah, everyone's yeah. super purple. That, but the people that I had heard about the Saints Row news from, they were not so excited about this game. Uh, yeah. they had They thought that it looked like they replaced all of the humor and obscenity with hipsters, and it was something the old Saints Row would be making fun of. Mm-hmm. I uh-huh. have no experience with Saints Row, so I have no idea if this opinion is valid or if it's cranky, but... No, that's fair. <laughs> Saints Row has always been a weird series for me. It's kind of like the little brother of Grand Theft Auto, but like, it's a little bit different in the ways of how the plot the... and the stories are different compared to the like, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, it's, yeah. My seems- uh, my partner loves Saints Row. Oh, it's okay. uh, sort of like a good spot for her in terms of like not being too serious and just being sort of comedic for what it's worth. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the the character creator is extremely oh, yeah. like diverse. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can uh, make yourself Shrek if you want, and you can be Shrek, President of the United States. Um, it's uh, yeah, definitely definitely good to see it back on the limelight to some degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, so um, and then next up we have uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns, which is a new tactical RPG from the XCOM developers. Uh, good to see that uh, the XCOM developers are getting their hands in sort of a bigger property, which is nice for them. Uh, there wasn't actually much more other than a teaser trailer. There's going to be a gameplay reveal uh, September 1st, so this week, actually. Mm. Um, so, I mean, good to see that. Uh, I'm not a huge tactical RPG guy unless it really sort of fits where I'm sitting with stuff maybe like Fire Emblem or what have you. Uh, mm. So, personally, yeah, it's a weak spot for me, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what they can come up with. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I think it, Next. it's Go oh, oh, it's probably gonna turn out better than the one that Square Enix was up to. Again, I have not played any of these Marvel games. I just hear about mm-hmm. them come and go, but I'm yeah, guessing the... with Epscom people, it's if it follows the same way that Mario and Rabbits did, everyone will be angry that it's too good and they wanted to hate it, but unfortunately yeah. for them, it is a good game. <laughs> Um, XCOM 2 was like pretty highly regarded as like one of the best sort of tactical RPGs um, mm-hmm. in, in a very long time so it, it'd be interesting to see whether they can put that spin and make it sort of that quality sort of draw over uh, a lot of Marvel fans will probably be wanting to see you know a, a, quali- a quality product quite obviously um, but I mean We'll see September first. I don't think it like it's obviously not going to take too long for us to get a glimpse into it. And I think that the the developers are generally pretty good at listening to feedback, uh, so should be good. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to the next one, and we've got a Stalingrad demo for uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. Uh, it's a rough spot to talk about anything Activision Blizzard at the moment. Uh, there was a alpha over the weekend that all playstation players could participate in i play i played a match it's, it's cod there's not much else to sort mm-hmm. of elaborate on that i don't really want to give it too much attention because i'm still extremely mad and as most people are with the uh, activision blizzard so basically it looked fine but whether that will warrant your purchase will largely depend on how much of a cod fan you are and whether you are fine with supporting it as it is Obviously, I don't want to bash it too much. I'm just kind of trying not to talk about it, so we'll uh, skip past it. There was a another he- another Halo Infinite trailer, and we finally have a release date for the game, which uh, got leaked, I think it was like two days prior, actually. I posted it in the Discord. Um, I think a lot of people have been waiting for Halo Infinite so long that they're starting to itch real bad. It was announced... I think it was on the same day that Forge and Co-op Campaign won't be returning um, until, I think it was next year, for Halo Infinite, which kind of sucks, but the multiplayer flight test went pretty well, and I think I think most people are keen for it regardless. It is just kind of disappointing to see that this game was intentionally, like, it was, it was, de- it was delayed, because people were not happy with the way it was looking. It was supposed to be a launch title for the Series X. So that was a real big wound for them. Um, I mean, I'm a big Halo fan, but what about you two? Obviously, uh, Delfino, I, I'm not sure about you. No. Uh, wacko, <laughs> um, no idea. No, no, no. Halo is a game I've played many times. Um, mm-hmm. I, I skipped two. I played one and three. They were quite diverse Blasphemy. games. They were very good games. Blasphemy. Yeah? Okay, fair enough. 
Halo 2 was so good. That, that's my favorite one. Yeah, I don't know why. Without any two. question. Can't remember why. Uh, there was... The thing with Halo 2 was there was a lot of Easter eggs and a lot of glitches oh, in Halo 2 that just made running through the campaign fun. And yeah. I think that was sort of like its most important value. Um, is how broken but, uh, it was. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, it wasn't stupidly broken. It was just kind of like you could manipulate the physics to get to places where you weren't supposed to and to replicate the presence of certain weapons in games... Uh, so, like, for example, there was this big ro- robotic mechanical spider thing called a scarab. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had a specific weapon in the levels it was present where it would fire a giant plasma ball, right? But they actually coded the game so that the weapon must be in the level for it to be replicated. So they made a uh, what was, what looked like a standard plasma rifle, but when you picked it up, it would shoot these giant balls of plasma Mm -hmm. so you would to get to it because they hit it in the level which they hit it up so high that physically you shouldn't be able to get to it yeah but you could you could super jump up to it grab that thing and in the same level there was a giant soccer ball so you would just take this you would take this time this little hand cannon of basically pure death and you would just shoot the soccer ball around because it was fun and (laughs) pew that that was just what made that game so magical. I feel like I think. a lot of big line games have like these small random soccer mini games inside them. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like yeah. Fall Guys has a soccer game. Um, Halo, like you just mentioned, even Overwatch has like a soccer game, a, a competitive soccer game. Lucio Ball. Yeah, yeah. Lucio Ball. Yeah, that one. Yes. That's yeah. It. Yeah. That was fun too. Um, but attached to that as well, we also got a. First look at the new Xbox Elite Wireless Controller Series 2 Halo Edition, which looks very nice and is in the colour of Master Chief's armour. And we also got a look at the Halo Infinite Limited Edition Xbox Series X, which looks like a absolutely magical console. And I'm a little sad that I'm missing it, considering I had a Halo Ooh. Series... Uh, Halo Xbox One. <laughs> it looks uh, absolutely magical. It's got... Uh, a nice little uh, mechanical-looking bit on the bottom, and the top of the console is like a night sky with stars. It's very, very beautiful. I'm looking um, at it now. It looks great, but I'm also looking at the price. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, don't look at yeah. the price. You'll never sleep. You'll, you won't be like, oh, I can't afford it. I'm sweating because I can't afford it. This yeah. is why I stick to Nintendo. Yeah, gaming consoles I mean, these days are just ridiculous, right? Like, I mean, I understand why. It's yeah. because the... The amount of work that they're having to put into them is progressively going higher and higher. Yes, the quality yeah. of a product. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only the well, yeah, that was the other catch too, is that it's a hundred dollars more expensive, at least in most places, than a normal Xbox Series X oh. with no real other tagline than just being a Halo Xbox Series <laughs> X. Like, there's nothing else attached to yeah. it. So that was a little disappointing to see. I know that in Australia, in Australia, they went out like hotcakes. Like, they were gone very, very fast. They are extremely limited, and that, uh, that's kind of a shame. But uh, nevertheless, very beautiful-looking console. Um, next up, we actually have some PlayStation news, which was about Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, obviously, Horizon Zero Dawn came out around the same time as Breath of the Wild. In fact, I think it was the same week. And <laughs> it was always a stark comparison to Breath of the Wild, and everybody was always worrying about how those two games were sort of going at each other's throats. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
Everybody was been, everybody's been very excited for Forbidden West, and it unfortunately it had to get delayed into next year, which is fine because I've just picked up a PlayStation Five and I've already got way too much to play anyway. So I'm I'm kind of happy for the delay. I'm talking to Drew this weekend when he got back as well. He feels exactly the same. He's kind of like, oh thank God. So that's good, but at the same time they also announced that Horizon Zero Dawn got a 60 frames per second patch on PS5, which is a very much needed addition Ooh. to that game because. Uh, yeah, um, it. when I uh, talked about it on the podcast, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I started playing Horizon Zero Dawn uh, many years after it came out, obviously, because, again, it came around the same time as Zelda. Um, and it does it does invoke that same feeling of discovery and adventure and, fanta- and like, phantasmagoria, let's call it, you know, something crazy. Um, and Forbidden West looks incredible. I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer on that, but beautiful game. It looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, I do recommend having a look at the trailer. It's definitely, uh, definitely very, very extremely pretty. Um, although I'm starting to get very, very, very extremely worried it's going to do the same thing and come out at the same time as Breath of the Wild 2. Of course. How convenient. (laughs) It'll happen. It'll happen. (laughs) Um, next up was Cult of the Lamb. This looks really cool. This looks extremely cool. Um, so it's a devolved, a devolved digital game. Ooh. Uh, it's made in Australia. I always perk up when I hear devolvers involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's made by Massive Monster, published by Devolver Digital. It's made in Australia. Um, and it looks awesome. <laughs> it's, it's another roguelike sort of game basically from what you get you can gather from the trailer mm-hmm. you are a lamb that was meant to be sacrificed and instead you were taken over by a demon and you start your own little cult <laughs> cool. what you do what else would you do i love how devolver goes out of its way to say we'll make those games that you can get published with anybody else you want to make a game where you're a creepy uh lab breakout like i just love to know like how they got venom. that idea though like yeah, who's caring. coming up with that idea who's coming up with that idea though like I think it's a matter of watching a movie and thinking, what perspective are we not seeing? It's like watching thought, Alien yeah. and going, yeah. what if we were the alien and not the people? How would also, we? Yeah. How are how are they succeeding? Like, what do we have to do to trick yeah. these people? When you're describing how it's a sheep that gets overall ran by like some demons, it just reminds me of Goat Simulator in that first mission. That oh yeah, where you, you, can, you <laughs> go yeah, into the lighthouse. Window. Yeah, mm. and then you turn into a goat. <laughs> demon thing it's just, i don't know why that just came to me <laughs> but anyway. because it's the first thing you think of when you think of four-legged animals with lots of you know yes f- farm animal <laughs> characteristics um so yeah anyway looks fan- looks fantastic another australian made thing looks looks awesome um i'm glad to see that you know after especially after hollow knight that a lot of australian uh, productions are definitely getting really in there and they're getting worldwide recognition because we make some pretty neat stuff here that's definitely uh that's definitely true i mean especially after um hollow knight and uh untitled goose game yeah i was yes, gonna mention true. that is i feel like the real turning point for for dedicated pro gamers if you will i think hollow knight was the big turning point but for a more casual crowd the definite oh there's a game studio here was untitled goose game where everyone's going, what? Mm-hmm. House House is Australian based? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It. And it was three dudes. It was three dudes. Correct. Yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And uh, the biggest, I think the biggest turning point for our great, uh, our game development point was the fact that LA Noir was largely made here. Um, that, uh, was, was huge news, news for us. Although LA Noir sort of, it was, it was good, but it didn't really hit the same sort of levels of recognition. And unfortunately that meant that the studio that was developing it here got, I think it got dismembered. And yeah. the frame rate on the switch for it too, wasn't that great either. No, no, that's also very true. Uh, it was probably, it was a fantastic game that was kind of before its time and where it should have been, I think, is is sort of like where it sits. Um, so, unfortunately, we'll never see anything uh, from those guys again, but oh. it's good to see the indie developers are definitely getting the recognition. Um, we also got a look at Midnight Fight Express, uh, which is an isometric bl- uh, brawler, kind of... Kind of like, uh, uh, what's what's the best comparison? I uh, guess like looking at it from the view of like Diablo type of thing. Bastion. Yeah, even yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a brawler. It's uh, looks alright, not too bad. I uh, kind of phased out at that bit, so I didn't pay a huge amount of attention. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's there. Let's put it that way. Next up was more information on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Uh, this looks good. It has ever since it was originally announced. Um, I know that Drew is largely excited for this one. I think it's going to be pretty good too. Have uh, any of you seen much on this? Negative, mm-hmm. Captain. I don't think oh, so, but I might have heard of it because it was reclaiming back the uh, t- time-traveling Turtles game. Like it's it's gonna yeah, be more like the that arc- than the, the remake version. Was that, was that, was that the yeah, arcade one? the arcade yes. one where you can yes, play as yeah, four know. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think yeah. it was it Turtles was, in Time. Yeah, Turtles oh. in Time. It was really mm-hmm. trying to invoke that crowd again. Go, it's not like yeah. the remaster, which which apparently really stank. It was very watered down. <laughs> this one's way yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, it looks really good. Um, I'm pretty keen to get my hands on it. Uh, probably not as much as, as some, but I definitely think going back and like exploring that lost tidbit of gaming in sort of a new era is, uh, definitely a positive and a good step forward. Um, that way, you know, people can always remember that gaming was good at all times and, uh, <laughs> it can definitely be made, it can definitely be made now and still be just as good. So let's, let's hope that it is. Yeah. Uh, next up. We got some Super Monkey Ball news. <gasps> it was very, very small news there. Uh, it was about Morgana being uh, from Persona 5 being in Super Monkey Ball as a character. Okay. Obviously, we've had drip feed. We've had drip feed announcements about Super Monkey Ball and characters they decide to encapsulate and torture. Um, <laughs> By trapping in, them in over the ball. Yeah, over the last few weeks. So uh, it was nice to see this here, I suppose. Persona 5 is one of my favorite games, definitely. I know that Metadox probably looked at this and went, oh my god, I need. Um, so that's good. Um, wasn't you, next wasn't up there was... a Yakuza character in there? I thought it was a Yakuza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a uh, Kiryu. Kiryu, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, dude from the uh, the song <laughs> meme. You know the song meme? Yes, Bakamitai. Yes. Bakamitai. He's just yeah. the white suit, yeah. I'm glad that mm-hmm. Sega is flexing their franchises. I feel like it's a yeah, thing yeah, that Capcom yeah. also has been suffering from where back in the old days, they had so many franchises 
coming out of the meat grinder, but as um, but as video games took longer to make, you know, more resources, more budget, they really had to cut yep. down on what games get, what franchises get full spotlight. They had so many fighting games, but at this point, it's only Street Fighter, maybe another one. Darkstalkers is officially hidden <laughs> away, but I'm glad that they're flexing their their IP and going, all right, what can we do? I think the funniest character to be put in a ball for Super Monkey Ball would be the Sega Saturn mascot man. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> if they put the Yakuza man in the ball, it, they could put people in balls. It's very possible that we could get the Sega Saturn man. Poor, poor Kiryu. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. Yeah. A poor man's been through enough. Uh, so we'll move on to the next part. We've got Splitgate. Um, this is, I think, I think it's a free-to-play shoot. I, I actually can't remember all that much about Splitgate. Um, Splitgate is getting a season zero, um, I guess, battle pass and all that. Uh, I believe. Yeah, it's a free-to-play shooter. Uh, it's it's basically guns and portals, free-to-play shooter, sci-fi shooter. Uh, if you're into it, I'm really sorry. I don't actually know that much about Splitgate at all. Haven't heard all that much. Um, I'm assuming you two haven't either. No. Negative. Yeah. So it kind of kind of a bit hard to comment on it, but uh, yeah, congratulations on getting a season zero, Splitgate fans. Yeah, congratulations. Well done. Very very happy for you. Um, we got a new game called uh, Riders Republic. I believe that's a snowboarding uh, snowboarding game. Which, when was the last major one we got? I think that was Steep. Steep, yeah. Right. But, but, although Steep, wasn't that a combination of like snowboarding, mountain bike riding, and uh, the free... I think it was eventually... Uh, that sounds like a triathlon game. Hold on. Google. Here we go. Google's your savior. <laughs> skiing, yeah. Skiing at the fly... No, what should I call it? Not fly suiting. You know the dudes that jump off high... Uh, wingsuit bungee wingsuit. jumping yeah that thing no not wing no the wingsuit thing yeah wingsuit stuff I guess you call mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. it's a wingsuit yep. skiing snowboarding and I think also mountain bike riding beautiful alright well there you go so uh, yeah I guess if you want to play Riders Republic it's there uh, <laughs> it's another thing that I didn't pay much attention to actually I might there actually was... look at that actually because that, back on the I don't know this is going way off attention on PS2 there was a game called Downhill Domination it was just mountain bike riding but uh, there was mm. combat as well, and part of the oh. combat scheme was you had, like, every time you hit someone, knocked them off the bike, you upgraded your weapon. So you started with a stick, you went to a no, you went off a punch, kick, stick, and then you got to put me through water bottles at opponents. <laughs> so like, I'm just thinking like combat and mountain bike riding game would be hilarious. But yes, I think the I think the only snowboarding game I've ever played. Well, no, there's two. That's a complete line, not just one. The only two snowboarding games I have ever played is a 1080 snowboarding yes. and snowboard kids, and both of them were on the 64. So yeah. that that kind of just shows how popular they typically are. <laughs> Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 had a weird thing where there was a demo of a snowboarding game. I can't remember what that was called. Sean. Uh, it was Sean. Might have been Sean. Yeah. Sean yeah, White. I think it was. Sean White's snowboarding, but yeah. they had a lot of they had a lot of experimental era games, like they had Matt Hoffman BMX and stuff like that as well, and they all tried to make them in the Tony Hawk's engine, but none of them really took off the same way. Yeah. Mm. Um. Next up is UFL, which is a free to play soccer simu- simulation game. Uh, I guess trying to capitalize on that market that FIFA has definitely um pushed forward in popularity all over the world. 
uh, talking to some friends about FIFA the other day, they're sort of like, you know, ah, they're really unhappy in the direction FIFA's gone in with all the loot boxes or whatever you want to call it in them. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I suppose any any time, any time like the present would be definitely a good time to bring out a soccer game. Because mm-hmm. um, people are always looking for an alternative. And the only other alternative for a soccer game before that was Pez. And Pro Evo. And, uh, mm-hmm. And it didn't really take. Oh, it sorry. Off. Yeah, that is Not pro. Really. The Pez. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pez. Yes. Sorry. You and your dings, man. Sorry. Oh, silent mode. Silent mode. Bling <laughs> bling. Ah, look at this unprofessional oh, man. This guy over here thinks he knows what he's doing. <laughs> oh. You don't even have Can't custom. Even, t- you don't even have phone. custom ringtones. Okay, shush. Okay, everyone has the same Facebook message. <laughs> Ding. Let's move on. Oh, it's a Facebook. <laughs> yes. Uh, next up, we got more info on Star Wars Skywalker Saga Lego. I should have said Lego first, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> I was like, wait, are we turning into a movie podcast? <laughs> no. No, I promise. Um, so, I mean, I've, I've played many Lego Star Wars games over the years, and to be completely honest, I sort of had my fill of them a very, very long time ago. Um, How far I know that there's back a, would you say? Like, GameCube uh, era? Jesus, yeah. Like when the first one came out. Yeah. Um, I, I've I've played a few of them, and it it all boils like no matter what, um, no matter what series they attach to the Lego games, it largely boils down to the same thing. I think the most impressive Lego game I ever witnessed was I think it was The Hobbit, where it was like an open world Lego game, which was wow. definitely interesting. Yeah, they they tried really hard to make it like an open world experience as opposed to like the level by level basis that most of them typically tend to go. Yeah. That, um kind of like Lego City Undercover. That was open world as well. Yeah, yeah. That was so much fun yeah. that one. Yeah, I'd heard that too, but I I'd, I'd never gotten around to it. Oh, you got to play ever. it. Everyone who's listening, go play Lego City Undercover. It's weird though because right, that 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 game's on the Wii U, but the prequel or the first game is meant to be on the DS. So yeah, make that of hmm. you will. I don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very weird how they did. Yep. Yeah. Um, we will move on to the next part, which was synced off planet. Uh, it's a companion shooter set in a techno apocalyptic future. I should probably actually mention this is all from Press Start. So if I don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to read their description, <laughs> and some of it is there for comedic basis, <laughs> not much else. But yes, it is a companion shooter set in a techno no, techno apocalyptic future. I can't speak. <laughs> what the hell is a companion shooter? I don't know. It's it's where you assume. grab your friend and you're glued together, and you gotta shoot. They'll always have your back because they're glued to oh. your back. Oh god, just call up. Oh god, no, we're in trouble. Call up. Just hey, you come here. Shoot that guy for me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> they're they're the best co op system you could ever ask for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, there was a look at Outlast Trials, which, yeah, you know, I, I guess uh, Outlast. If you if you really if you really want to be scared and you want to play a multiplayer game at the same time, I guess Outlast Trials is your thing. I'm actually not that big of an Outlast fan. I think they the games are on Switch though, right? I'm pretty certain Probably. at least one of them is. I think they are. I'm, I'm pretty sure they are. You you can let me know that in a second, <sighs> and we'll, we'll push on to the next one. Yes, there is. 2018, there was a game on Switch. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely... Um, Bundle of Terror. I think both of them might have been on there. I, 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 don't, I don't really know. Um, the next thing up was uh, kind of interesting, and that was Doke V, 
so it's a cursed mashup oh, of Fortnite, oh Roblox, gosh. and whatever else is so hot right now, according to Press Start. Mm. I like reading these. I like reading these titles and these description uh, because they're pretty accurate. I think uh, they're, they're definitely accurate to how I feel. Like, for example, the description to this one is like this was the longest trailer of the night. I guarantee you that I wake up tomorrow after having experienced vivid nightmares from this music. Uh, that is definitely what I remember from that trailer, was uh, just, the music. It's just weird how you play as a kid. Yeah. I don't like that. Splatoon yeah, I, you I, play as a kid. Yeah, but like, this is human kids, not inkling kids. Um, yeah. I guess it's really, yeah. really trying to tap into the youth audience. It is, it is. No, I agree. But uh, yeah, I don't, how I do just... you do, fellow kids? <laughs> <laughs> I know you... all of your cool things. Look at me, look at me, floss. Look at me go. I'm just like I'm just like trying to think. All the kids in kindergarten going, man. Do you play Doki V as well? I'm like, yeah, it's my favorite kid game because I play as a superhero kid. <laughs> like, Hooray, no Doki kids v. having that conversation. <laughs> Uh, Jurassic World Evolution 2 got a uh, new trailer. I have not paid attention to that game. I, in fact, you know what? I didn't even know it was a thing before yeah. Gamescom. Another Jurassic Park um, game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, not much to say there. I'm going to push over on that one. <laughs> uh, we got more stuff on Far Cry 6. I mean, that's been coming out for since before these consoles even came out mm-hmm. they've, they've had the pre-order up for it for such a long time uh mm-hmm. far cry far cry has kind of been in weird territory ever since three because three oh, got massively yeah. popular sure yeah it, it went insanely popular blood dragon was also really good and then they tried to really capitalize off of that and i don't think it's ever really been the same since and i think a lot of people are sort of feeling the same way about this one they're kind of like yeah it looks okay but yeah. Eh. Yeah. I will say one thing about Far Cry. It was amazing when I discovered they had map editors. Like, oh. yeah, that to me was yeah, amazing. Did, yeah. Like, you can make your own map and like play on it, and just like, it was just insane. Because like, obviously, like like a lot of racing games, you have custom like you make your own race tracks, but like creating your own battle arena sort of thing, like your own uh, shoot 'em up area, was just like, wow. And like you can add like multiple trains, like there was water trains, you can we can add your jet skis, and you can ba- basically just make hovercraft racetracks. And I remember doing that with my friends on an Xbox game, I think it was number three, and like we were just mm-hmm. making Far Cry maps just to do hovercraft races. <laughs> it was just, it was just <laughs> like the the ma- amount of creativity you can do back then to like now they've got it's just mind boggling to me. Like, that to me sounds like just putting the tools in the yes. per- people's hands it's like mario maker we were already yep. having rom hack um m- people made their own custom levels but nintendo went you know what we're gonna give the tools to you go Correct. have fun mm-hmm. exactly and i mean that that's why people feel a bit a bit disappointed about forge not being on ha- on halo at launch is because there, there is a whole community of people out there that just like making halo maps and mini games and stuff like that mm-hmm. and you know, some of the stuff that come out of people making their own things, like Griffball, uh, for example, was a game mode made by somebody that actually made a, like a, a permanent rotation in Halo games. Wow. Uh, you can hmm. queue up for Griffball, and that's like something that somebody made. So that's, uh, you know, I, I guess that's why Halo fans are generally disappointed about it, but personally it doesn't bug me as somebody who's been playing Halo since Combat Evolved. Um, so, yeah. 
I guess I guess it is sort of just like one of those things where they're just like, do we put it in and spend that extra money and, you know, are people actually going to use it? And most of the time they go, no, I don't think they will. So they don't end up doing it, which is a little bit uh, disappointing, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, next up was uh, a trailer for Blood Hunt or, yeah, Blood Hunt, right. Yeah, Blood Hunt, <laughs> um, which is a... Uh, Get ready for this. Hold on to your seats. Are you guys buckled in? Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go on. It's a battle royale. <gasps> uh- <gasps> That's never been done what before. What are we going to do? Damn. This is... Damn. Uh- Revolutionary. <laughs> um, it's it's set in the uh, the uh, Vampire Masquerades universe, so... Oh, <clears throat> I guess... What uh, universe is that? You know. uh, Vampire the Masquerades is like a... It's like a small series... Uh, I think it's had two games, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess it's like one of those, it's one of them cult things where they're kind of just like, oh, have you played Vampire the Masquerades? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, well, you have to play it because it's my favorite game. I'm like, I've literally never heard of it before. Oh, is it like World Ends With You? Or how World Ends With You was before Square Enix suddenly was like, hey, we're going to give this game some love. Exactly, I think like that okay. sort of sums it up. Sums it up pretty perfectly. And they're like, oh, "Hey, let's let's put a bat- let's let's make a battle royale out of it because we don't have a million of them. So if battle royales <laughs> are your thing, there you go. Just get more uh, invested. That's literally how any uh, look, series can be rejuvenated. Just make it into a battle royale. I don't, I don't know if it rejuvenates series well, at this funny. point. I think most I think most <laughs> people look at battle royales and people go, "Oh, what battle royale should I play?" Oh, they that's go, true. There's, I there's think, Fortnite yeah. and there's and there's Apex Legends and there's Call of Duty Warzone and those three are pretty much all people play. Yeah, and there's like a million They're the battle royales out there. It's a bit to me like yeah. gotcha games, which at this point are so like in at this point they're dying out before they're mm. going anywhere. But I think it's more like is the mobile version of anything. It's a gotcha game. Fire Emblem has a gotcha game. So much Idol Master. Mm-hmm. Idol Master is practically built on gotcha games, but Mario Kart, Sum uh, Sum, Pokemon, so many Pokemon, and just stuff like that. Yeah. Or when it gets one, it's not really a good or bad thing. You just go, oh, maybe it'll produce some fun content. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I think maybe. with with a dead series, to me, it feels like Mega Man X's gotcha game. Did you know Mega Man X has a gotcha oh, game? No. No, no. It does. No, no. It's. I think it's <laughs> called Dive. I've looked into it, and it's very like, oh, you can do some things in a stage, but if you want more items, you gotta use your use your tokens, and you gotta get the tokens to pull for uh, seasonal terrible. things. And it's weird because it's the <laughs> only thing that's actually producing Mega Man content right now. Uh. Like it is expanded to have Battle Network people. Uh, Star Force, classic characters. It's the only thing Capcom is thinking about Mega Man related right now. It's like, well, dang, if I'm a Mega Man fan right now, the only thing I can do is go to the gotcha. <laughs> Poor freaking Mega Man. He didn't deserve no. this fate. I know. We were all excited after 11. It seemed like they were going to do something, but after they came out with all their legacy collection stuff, they went, ah, uh, we're kind of done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, we poked them with a stick and they did absolutely nothing. <laughs> but 
Oh, well, it will be what it will be. Uh, we've got a few more announcements, but I'm going to try and skip over it as much as possible okay. uh, because there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff here, <laughs> but not a lot of substance. Yeah. So we've got Park Beyond, which uh, is is trying to invoke those feelings of Roller Coaster Tycoon. Uh, looks okay for what it's worth. I think um, you know those people that are really into Roller Coaster Tycoon will uh, probably get right into that. Mm-hmm. Um, any experience? Either of you? No. Uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon Two, I played. Good fun. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's where it started and ended. No, I wasn't yeah. a PC gamer. It's because I'm, <gasps> I'm I'm on Mac. I'm just Fair not enough. a uh, I'm not a pro gamer. Mac Mac. Mac Schmack, truly. But you and Drew, you and Drew can sit in the same room together. <laughs> I always like when I went to the store, I would see the boxes of it next to Sims, and I'd think, ooh, yeah. you know, this looks fine, but I'd never play it. The only thing I really know about it is the code words you can use to like make everybody vomit, turn everybody green. It's those weird mm-hmm. Easter egg code words. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a three major titans of the PC gaming world back then, and it was Sims, Roller Coaster Tycoon, and Age of Empires for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were all things you could find in cereal boxes. Um, <laughs> the next up was a PlayStation exclusive thing called uh, Jet: The Far Shore. Uh, it, it was made by the people who brought who who made Sword and Sorcery and Sorcery, which. I feel like I, I've heard of that, but that might I've, also be yeah. a book series that I've heard of. You know what? That I, I think it's uh, yeah. I think I'm thinking the same way personally. <laughs> was um, it a game but, or was it a series? Who would know? Find out but next we're week. just gonna say we're just gonna say that they they definitely got it right with the Far Shore because I can't bloody well see what the hell it is. Um, next up is uh, some trailers for new world which is the new mmorpg that's being made by amazon there's already been a beta test amazon. it's kind of sort of rough yeah i've heard about yeah uh, yeah it's it's like their third foray into into publishing games i think their mm. first one was like that that co-op third shooter set in like a sci-fi type of thing yeah. um it's already had a beta and it's kind of rough around the edges and needs a lot of work yet they're trying to release it next month, so I have a feeling it's going to be a very rough launch, personally. <laughs> yep. Me, as the MMO dude, I'm yeah. kind of just like, you know what, I, I think I can kind of just not think about this. <laughs> it's not about. important to my gaming diet. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I remember hearing things about um, people who were making video games while working under Amazon. They had to give, like, if they had to spend money on making this game, they would have to work for no there's like some sort of weird thing like when they made a game and published it part of the mm-hmm. sellings that the people made working for amazon made for that game they had to give to amazon it's like a oh weird. like a percentage for publishing yeah, yeah. even though yeah. they were just working like they could have been just a person working doing <clears throat> packages or whatever and if they mm-hmm. were went home after work like out of shift they made a game amazon required that they get so it's any like money on for their free time Jeez. Yes, yes, there was an article somewhere. I can't remember where, but it was like guys, guys, we're we're talking about Jeffrey. Bezos. Oh, sorry, yeah. Are we, <laughs> yeah. are we really surprised? He, he, is, he, can get. he is out to steal our souls and sell them for a nickel. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, and he will, and he will. He'll do it. He just cares about any any kind of money you can put. Product, in his product, we know, product. We definitely know this. So uh, let's 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 try not to give Jeffrey These Bezos are 100% any more money. hundred percent confirmed facts. <laughs> We are no, we are not a satire podcast. 
We are not in a, We are not analytics uh, people. Uh, this is not financial advice right. for I'm Jeffrey Bezos. Not Despite in Jeffrey the stock Bezos. market. Please seek actual <laughs> professional help. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, we've got Marvel Future Revolution. Uh, it's a mobile RPG. Hooray! No. And there's not like a million Literally. Marvel RPGs on uh, mobile already. Uh, they just want to make more money out of Marvel as they can. So, oh well, oh well. <laughs> I, I, and even, even the tagline to this is not everyone at once please form a line very sarcastic and I love it um, so next we had uh, a little thing for Tales of Arise which was Lindsay Ellis dancing to some Tales of Arise music uh, Tales of Arise looks awesome um, Tales is a series that I'm sort of blank on I tried to start with Vesperia didn't really enjoy it but Tales of Arise looks really good and I can't wait to get into that um, mm-hmm. I think it's only next is it only next generation consoles? No, it did have to be PS4. PS4 is way too popular. <laughs> too many and people can RPG actually, people men can... on a PS4. Mm-hmm. And people can actually afford PS4s if they're still available. Yeah. Well, yeah. More to the point that uh, you can't actually get a PS5 unless you make a soul uh, a soul contract <laughs> yes. with Satan. So <laughs> yes. you know that's another thing too. Uh, nothing nothing is sacred anymore as the Tales series makes the jump to mobile too. Um it's already had is, a mobile game. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say this is misguided. Tales has already had a mobile game. Yeah. Um so it, it's it's worth mentioning I think this is the second Tales title for mobile. It might even be the third now that I think Ooh, about it. I know um, the the Japanese servers are still going strong, but I did hear that the English ones just keep shutting down because nobody's investing in them. <laughs> No, um, it's called Tales of Luminaria, so whatever. Uh, Tales on mobile doesn't work in English, we know this. Um, yep. Next up was a trailer where Deadmau5 decide to talk a lot about something. He's like, oh, you know what, I've done all these concerts in Fortnite, and I thought that was really cool, so here's this thing called Core. Now, it's, it's named Deadmau5. No, 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 no. It's no, no. what? He said specifically in this thing, he said, Hi, it's Deadmau5 here. And yes, that's how you pronounce what? it. He actually said it. He confirmed it in this trailer. I was told that it was Deadmau5. Nope. I, I wouldn't take it too seriously because he then Wait. continues to say Deadmau5 all throughout oh. the trailer. Oh, okay. So God knows, God knows what his actual this intentions like are with Mangle that. Mangle from Five Nights at Freddy's. Once it's, it's a gender, get, yeah. I don't know, all, none. It's just trying to create doubt and all <laughs> Who that. Who cares? Like, is it Deadmau5 or Deadmau5? Yeah. Um, well, apparently, according to him, it's Deadmau5, despite his contradictions throughout the entire thing. Um, <laughs> basically, Core is just like a build-your-own-game thing, kind of like Roblox, and, you know, he's he's really investing his sort of rubles into it and being like, all right, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to get in on this. Um, you know, he... For anybody that didn't know, he streams on and off on occasion and all that, so he, he's probably going to promote it a lot through his stream and all that, so if you're interested in that sort of Roblox sort of user-created content type deal, uh, Core will probably be your thing. Um, next up, there was uh, information about Fall Guys and uh, the Jungle Book being a collaboration event for their next season, so what? cool. If you like... Yeah, so you can get like a, a Mowgli skin, a Baloo skin, and a Shere Khan skin for your uh, Fall Guy. So if you're playing it on Switch, um, there you go. It's not on you Switch can, yet, uh, though, dress it, up as... I don't think it's on Switch yet, is it? Is it? It's coming. It's been it's announced. Coming. It's coming. You got, got delayed, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I mean, it's going to be there. So be. this this will be there when it is there. Uh, 
Epic Games likes to put their hands in everything we know at this point. Uh, so Epic Games probably secured this for them. Uh, good stuff. Um, next up was a trailer for Valheim's first DLC. Uh, that is a game that like went extremely popular on live streaming services, whether it be YouTube or Twitch. And I never paid attention to it. It's basically just a... From what I understand, it's basically Viking times and you just go around doing stuff with your friends. You like, do Viking sort of... things in a Viking way. That's exactly right. So, you know what? <laughs> cool. Good. Fantastic. Good for um, the Viking. This sounds like that pirates game where you'd man a whole pirate ship with your things. friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I actually think it probably does invoke the same thing, uh, which is why a lot of people got into it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I intend to play it one day because I've heard many good things about it, but I'll, I will wait until it's updated a bit because I think it's technically just come out of release. Hmm. It just come out. It was on yeah, the Epic Game Store. It's just very slow too for on sale. So yeah, I mean, I'll pick it up at some point, but nevertheless, uh, Crossfire is a multiplayer shooter that's coming out. Um, uh, is it Xbox exclusive? I don't think it is, but it was announced at um, the Xbox showcase anyway. It's just another multiplayer shooter, as if we don't have Enough. a million and one of them. More, um, more, more. Yeah, yeah. It seems that's all. It seems that's what we're getting. Hooray! Um, so we got a look at uh, another look at Sifu. Apparently, uh, I don't know what the hell a Sifu is. Um, Sifu. So, no, Sifu. Sifu. Yeah. So, S-I-F-U. Sifu. Yeah. Um, it's a PS4, PS5, and PC game. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about it. I can't I can't actually comment too much. Oh, on. It, it's a um, it's Chinese word. And it means, like, teacher and father. So, I guess, like, male mentor figure. Sifu. Interesting. Yes. Uh it looks like it looks like two people are beating each other up. So hopefully it's not a domestic abuse. Thing. No, um, it seems to be a martial arts not. game. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I'll, I'll definitely take it. Oh, we've got a bit of domestic <laughs> abuse from your game. <laughs> um, and then at the final core, nearly an hour into this episode, which is half an hour more oh than I'd like to goodness. spend it on it. Not surprising. We, we get, Not surprising. We get the the absolute most important announcement of them <gasps> all, and that is Death Stranding is getting a director's cut. That game oh. that everybody is divided on. It's getting a racing I, game element. I have heard nothing yeah. about that game since it released. The hype was immeasurable, and then it came out, and nobody talked anything about it. The only content I actually saw of it was Awkward Zombie Comics by Katie Tedrick. That was it. Mm-hmm. And um, go ahead. I don't know. Was it? Did it work? Did it not work? I'm yeah. guessing everyone was disappointed and they couldn't sing its praises. But I mean, was it unplayable? Was it buggy? I saw someone make. I saw someone make a YouTube video about the game announcement, and they're like saying, "What's the point of releasing the original game if you're gonna make a director's edition? Not even a year later. Like, yeah. what happened with the first game? Was it something that?" someone wants to do but someone else didn't agree and then yeah that's the other thing is i thought death stranding's whole point was that uh kojima had broken free from the shackles of konami and he was free to do what he wanted Hmm. and now they're saying no he didn't actually get to do what he wanted but this time we promise it's gonna be much better that's like what's the point (laughs) 
Jeez. What? You're promising us this. So, I mean, if you want, if you want a relative explanation about how death, uh, death stranding went, mm-hmm. um, essentially, it's it's extremely mixed, and like a lot of people don't really want to admit that because a lot of people are either on the side of it really sucks, or there's people on the side of like this is visionary work mm-hmm. because a lot of people are kind of like Kojima's big brain and like has a lot of ideas in his head and like i'm not gonna i'm definitely not gonna deny that that man is obviously mm-hmm. um he's given yeah. us beautiful games the metal gear solid absolutely series. yeah 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but the general consensus of the game is that it's a delivery simulator and and you build you build the world around you well here's the thing a lot of people seem to enjoy this game the longer it goes on yeah. right okay. because you get invested because the more well no because the more you contribute to the world mm-hmm. the more it evolves for everybody that plays it oh. so to be completely honest, that is a really cool idea, but the problem in execution is that the base of the game itself is actually not that enjoyable without experiencing that world building. So you either have to go one of two ways. You pick it up at launch, where everybody's trying to sort of work towards that goal, and you get a very mediocre experience by the end of the game because nothing has developed by then, mm-hmm. or you pick it up two years later where all the work is already done for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, th- there's no real middle ground in where it sits. And like I said, there's a lot of people that swear by it and they're like, oh, this is really good. And there's a lot of people that are like, oh, it's really bad. And mm-hmm. I don't think that will ever change because of the way he intended it to go. And that was basically, everybody should be playing this game sort of like on and off every now and then, maybe do another playthrough in three months and help contribute to the building of roads and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And... I, I think it I think it kind of just fell flat in like in in a lot of ways. As if Animal Crossing, you you didn't just share an island with people on your Switch. You shared it with like a whole region of people. You're going, "All right, mm-hmm. who messed this stuff up? Come on. Who's yeah, who's making the big doomy- bucks? Let's pay it off. Come on." This is more doomy and gloomy though. <laughs> this is like barely any color. Like it's always overcast. And, uh, I just remember, yeah, I just remember watching someone play like they tried to do a YouTube series on it. And I think only last They tried. <laughs> They tried, and it was well, just one or two episodes, because, like, the viewers weren't there, and, like, the uh-huh. gameplay was very repetitive. Because the thing is, is, like, the core of the game is, you are Sam. Sam delivers packages. Yes. You you walk across it, like, and that's, and this is what I mean, is, mm-hmm. like, at the start of the game, there's no roads to help the traversal or anything, so you're kind of getting the harder experience of the game, Correct. right? Yeah. And you're not, you're not experiencing, like, this world building around you, because you're one of the first players, so it's kind of just like you get through the game you're like cool so i basically i just ran across a giant ice field with a bunch of packages on my back only to trip over a small rock on the ground and fail the mission (laughs) because there's no developed roads or anything yet to avoid those rocks right so it it is it is really hard to judge that game Mm -hmm. i'm guessing the story is nothing to talk about in that case. No. It's a yeah. story. No. It's a story. It's good. And, and and like that's that's sort of the thing. I think like Kojima had his had his thing with um Jesus, what's his name? Uh Guillermo del Toro? No. Okay. Um uh, the uh the actor that they used. God, he oh, plays Norman Reedus and the funky Norman Reedus. fetus. Yeah. Yes. And the funky fetus. That's yes. how I, I remember his I name. I remember it from that meme. Oh, God. That's yeah, how I remember I should I should have 
Oh god, I can't believe I didn't remember that. But yeah, I think I think he has this friendship with Norman Reedus. He's just like, look, I know PT didn't work out, but I really wanted to I really want to get you in a game. Um, and he did it. You're gonna be huge. But I promise you. <laughs> just stick by you're my side. You're gonna be huge in the gaming world. Just stick with me. And then Keanu came in and stole all the attention. <laughs> Literally did. Um so yeah. Anyway, so that was pretty much it from opening night of Gamescom. Although, uh, Wacko, do you want to mention that thing? I mean, I've done some research about the thing that I was going to speak up. Um, all mm-hmm. it was was a playable demo. It wasn't really announced mm-hmm. or anything. Like, the game itself I'm going to mention was announced back in September 2020, but it was a f- playable demo at Gamescom. Um, so mm-hmm. the game is called Just Sucks Recharge. Now, for those who don't know what on earth that is... Um, there's a little indie game developer studio in Melbourne called Samurai Punk. Now, Samurai Punk are responsible for multiple other games called such as Screen Cheat, The American Dream, Feather, Roombo First Blood, Screen Cheat Unplugged, and this latest game in the Roombo series, Justice Sucks Recharged. Now, for those who don't know what Roomba is, you basically play as this little Roomba vacuum cleaner who is protecting uh-huh. a home from home invaders. And your mission is to kill those invaders um, as nat- uh, unnaturally gory as possible as a Roomba. Um, so I was looking on Twitter the other day. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's such a stupid, crazy idea. I'm loving it. It sounds like one of those Steam ideas, like collateral damage, where you are yeah. a cat yeah. and you need so, to destroy the room. You have yes. to. <laughs> so these guys, Summer Punk, this is basically the sequel to the Roomba uh, first blood game. Um, basically the difference between this ga- this game and the original game is your Roomba can turn into a humanoid sort of thing. What? To, uh, it's a yeah. Transformer! So it's 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 insane game. Um, and yeah, Samurai Punk, like I said, a little indie development game. I want to shout out them too because they, uh, for the Splatoon scene in Victoria, have kindly let us use their um, studio's for Splatoon 2 lands and yeah some of their members actually are very prominent in the community and they're the best people that you can talk to and also they turned out to be very good game developers so wow. yeah I just I can't get over the fact that it's a pun of Rambo first I know one. it's great isn't it <laughs> oh I can't get over it Roomba Rambo it's Roomba Roomba Rambo Rambo Roomba Rambo yeah exactly yeah. oh my god <laughs> So, yeah, I could I could see how the game just gets infinitely more insane as you go on. It's, right, it's so. like that one Steam game, Kill It with Fire, where yeah. you you have to kill all of the spiders in your house because your house yes. is just infested. So at first they're just normal spiders, and later they turn into like super speedy spiders, and it just goes Jumpy nuts. Spiders. There's there's flying spiders, exploding yes. spiders, yeah, I've seen and that. and That's your great. weapons just exponentially get crazier and crazier. You have dynamite guns, yeah. ninja so- stars. <laughs> So in this game, you basically use the elements of a house to uh, neutralize these so-called trespassers or robbers. Um, you can hack. So it's like, like Home Alone. Ah, uh, yeah, it's a Roomba. Um, <laughs> so you can <laughs> you can hack like fireplaces, you can hack stoves, you can hack anything that could potentially kill these these intruders. Um, and it's just so creative. Like it's such a funny style game. Um, I've seen uh, big YouTubers play it, like Game Grumps played it. I think Markiplier or Jacksepticeye played it as well. Um, yeah, it's just a well-received game. It's just so comically great. Like, so random too, because like, who ever thought of making a game using a Roomba? You go around killing people. <laughs> it's just so unheard of, but it maybe, works so great. Maybe when you look at too many memes of 
knives taped to Roombas. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's probably what it was. But yeah, so <laughs> you go, How I can believe use this. <laughs> so it is coming to Switch. I'm not sure when, but yeah, it's um, it's coming out soon. Okay. Uh, I will uh, actually. What I will do is I'll uh, put that in the show notes and I'll uh, push that forward a little bit oh, and uh, get get people's eyes on yeah. it. I think that'd be a really cool thing to people uh, for people to see. Yeah, no so now, that being said, we're at the end of Games Cold News an hour in. <laughs> I was envisioning, I was envisioning this episode to be about maybe two hours long, and I think I'm still going to be able to make it that way. But if we're going to do that, we better get started. Yep, yep. Oh, yes. So. So the reason I brought you both here today, and as you know, because we've been playing planning for the for the whole week, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is that I'm introducing a little concept here, uh, con dash sept, if you will, <laughs> uh, for conceptors. Ooh. So the general consensus is is the only rule is we had to pick one game series, yeah. just one. So we had a random roll between the four of us to pick a video game series in which we would then make a new game. And pitch it to the group. Yes. So, that was the only rule. Yeah. yeah. Literally everything else was off the table. You could do whatever the hell you wanted with your game. It could be a, you know, it could be a Fire Emblem bloody first person shooter or... <laughs> How do you know, guns get into the, the Fire Emblem verse? <laughs> Who would know? But, I mean, let's see how... Uh, let's, let's see how we can but do yeah, that each, another day. We, because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. It's that we each prosed a video game series to put into a ballot, and then we pulled from the ballot, and we picked a series to see. Everyone would decide Mm -hmm. on it. It's not like individual, ah, today I'm picking Zelda, and you're picking Kirby. Mm -hmm. It was, we all had the same series. For those who wanted to know, I wanted Yoshi series, but obviously that wasn't chosen. I put a ballot in for Splatoon. Yep. And it won. Yeah, I'm so lucky. I'm happy for this. I'm happy for this because like I've been playing the game for so long now, ever since it came out. So, yeah, it's it's got to be good to like hear what everyone has like these refreshing new ideas for Splatoon. Like, because mm-hmm. obviously the game's yeah. been like the whole series has been five or six years old now, um, and it's been basically somewhat refreshed a little bit, added new things here and there. But like, this is where it's gonna get crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that and that was kind of my idea for it, right? Was just to see what else you could do with a property. Um, I would like to do this at multiple like at multiple times during the future, just to see where like, especially with guests, mm-hmm. just to sort of see uh, the creative minds come out in us all, just to see where it goes. Um, I definitely I I wrote my pitch up today. I've been thinking about it all week. <laughs> um, and. Uh, it's uh yes it's 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 definitely uh, I I'm feeling pretty confident about it. The uh, idea was that it was going to be four of us originally, mm-hmm. and that we were going to pick one by the end of it. But because it's three of us today, I'm figuring we just go over our pitches, we talk about it, and then we have a gawk at our favorite ideas and see where it leads. No particular winner today, but I definitely think we can all bring something unique to the table. So, okay. without further ado. Who is starting? I'm. I mean, I'm happy to go first. Uh, I'm happy to be the the hamster in in the in the wheel here. The guinea yes, pig. Yes, little. Yes, little rat. <laughs> Let's see how far you run. I'm a little rat. Rat. All right. Okay. <laughs> Take the stage. So, hello everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Settle oh wait, down, settle down wait, for a wait. Bit. Sorry. Oh. Were we going to time this, or are we just freelancing? 
I think I will. I will time this for roughly about twenty minutes each. I think. Okay. Okay. Um, well, we're gonna have a lot to discuss just... then because I feel like my speech won't be twenty minutes, but we can get there. I, I understand. Sorry, I was just... and quest questions questions after the pitch too. Yes. So we can ask him whatever the hell we want about the game, and if he has thought about it, then good on him. If he has, <laughs> if he hasn't, he's really got to bullshit it on the spot to try and <laughs> sell. I'm fearing might okay. happen, but we'll find out, I suppose. All right, <laughs> all right, all right, go. Let's go. All right, gather around, gather around. Make sure you uh, tuck yourself in, have a nice hot cocoa, sit by the fire while I talk to you about. This brand new DLC coming to the Splatoon series. Introducing the brand new paid expansion to the Splatoon, Splatoon series. The Super Expansion. Ooh. The Super Expansion, you ask? What is it? Well, let me tell you everything you need to know about this Super Expansion. Have you ever wanted to splat your enemies as Mario and throw green Cooper shells? Mm. Well, have you? I'll let you think about that for a little bit. I can't say that I have. Well, too bad. Now you can. <laughs> Play both as Mario or Luigi in this brand new paid DLC. That's right. The Super Mario Bros. are coming to Splatoon. But that is not all. You thought that was it? Oh, you silly goose. <laughs> Along with Mario Brothers, we are introducing two brand new stages and four new weapon kits. Ooh. Mm, I know, right? Shiny brand new things. Yes, yes. Along with all these things, we're also introducing new gear. Let's start off with the brand new gear, right? Okay, for the headgear, we have a Yoshi head and Princess Peach's crown. Mm -hmm. As the top, like the clothes section, we have a selection of Mario and or Luigi's overalls, as well as Princess Daisy's dress. Mm -hmm. Okay, and if that didn't tickle your fancy, we also have the four new weapon kits. Introducing the Super Mushroom Sploosh, the Super Mushroom Roller, the Starring Splatterscope, and the Starring Trislosher. These weapon kits all feature a brand new sub and special, the Green Cooper Shell, and the special Superstar. That's right, the Superstar, where you get to run around as the invincible Inkling or Octoling as you are, simply running into your teammates to splat them. It's simple. The Cooper shell also works a bit like the curling bomb. Instead of slowing down and expiring, it has to be either shot to, to be stopped or even jumped on, just like in Mario. Ooh, I like that. The two brand new levels are New Donk City and S Super Nintendo System Battle Course 1 from Super Mario Kart. These two mm. maps include a fresh remix of the original soundtracks, including vocals by the the, the, the sisters, I forget the 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 uh, Callie off the Marie, oh, Callie Marie, uh, and no, off no, the hook. no, off the hook is Pearl Marina. Yeah, well, we both of them they do vocal backtracks Ooh, as well. It's going to be a quartet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Yes, yes. Oh, and also, did we mention a brand new mode? Ooh. I don't think no, I don't think we did. did we, no, I don't. I don't think we did. I think you didn't introduce brand new. Oh, oh, okay, okay, the brand new mode. Okay, okay. Coin <laughs> battle <laughs> is coming to Splatoon with a fresh twist. Coin battle? You mean like in Mario Kart? Oh yes, very similar you might say actually. In this mode, it will take all new strategies to claim victory over your rivals. Either be the first to have holding 100 coins, or be the team at the end of the time with the most coins. Simple you might say? Oh no no my friend, this game mode implements hide and seek strategies. Mm. For the coins you have are stored gently in your ink tank. 
only to be seen by your enemies. So, will you be the first 200 coins for your team? Or will you be the one with the most coins at the end of the team? Find out in brand new mode, Coin Battle. Right. Oh, nothing. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Professor Nogami has uh, yes, yes, yes. put in his hard work to collab with the team from Mario to make this a very fun adventure for you in the future. Thank you for listening. Very nice, very nice, yes, very nice. I have well many questions. Oh, I expected one or two, but uh, go on. <laughs> so, Mario Brothers in Splatoon, you can play as Luigi or Mario. How will you know their ink colors? Okay, I'm glad you put this up. You know how in all the in the normal game, mm-hmm. your team color varies about your custom outfit. Yeah. That is why we are happy to include these new variation of outfits. Okay. So, if your team orange instead of the red and blue, we have an orange and blue. Okay. If you're if you're team red, I can't remember if there's a red ink color in Splatoon, there might be a red. Yes, ink there color. is for ketchup. Okay, and mayo. good. Well then, you have the Super Mario flower power up outfit. Mmm. Same thing with Luigi. Okay. If you are team green, you have the white and green outfit. Okay. Same applies with Peach's cre- uh, sorry, Princess Peach's crown, as well as Princess Daisy's dress. Their outfit design guess- is similar. The color change would t- change on your team. Okay, and I'm guessing the Yoshi head would also change its oh, color. Yes, yes, because okay. as, as, there are many multiple colored Yoshis in yeah, their series. Yeah, there's a whole series. rainbow of Yoshis, yes. yes. Yes, correct, correct. Okay, um, hmm. okay, next one is how would, okay, Mario Luigi humans? Yes, they, very much so, or they but they splat- can turn into squids. They okay, can turn into squid they can turn well. into squids. How yes. are their squid forms, or even octo forms, how are they Okay, shaped? so this is going to be cute, right? So, yeah. you know Mario Luigi's iconic hats? Mm-hmm. Well, when they turn to either inkling or oc- in their inkling or ogling form, they mm-hmm. maintain the normal inkling form, but they have a little hat on them. Oh, do they have the mustache? Like Cappy. <laughs> they do have the mustache. From Odyssey. Yes. Oh my God. They have the mustache, including yes. the Cappy eyes as well. Yes. Whoa. Okay. Uh, third question. <laughs> how are how are they splatted? Usually it's getting hit by enemy ink, but how does that work? So you know how you see when the enemy gets splattered, you see the little spirit of the octane inkling going up to the sky? Yeah. We've incorporated the 2D animation of Mario and Luigi when they die, the iconic jump up in the sky and fall through the ground. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. Very nice. Um, and second, there was the, the new gear. Uh, I missed the yes. second one. I have the sploosh, the super mushroom sploosh, but what was the other yes. super mushroom? Super mushroom roller. Okay, the roller. Uh, what pattern is on the roller when you run out of ink? Well, just as the name of it sounds, it's going to be the one-up mushrooms. Okay. So it's like the dots? Yeah, okay. basically. Um, okay, second qu- <laughs> other question. Uh, for the new special, the superstar, is it only yes. you that becomes invincible? Or do you share Correct. that with yes. your other I feel like people? I feel like if your team had this, you, you, the other team would be That's kind like of, hacking, yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of a, a bit of a bit over the top power. That's a okay. bit OP in my opinion. So I feel like, you know how with ink armor, how your whole team has ink armor? Yeah, you share yeah, it with everybody. Yeah, this, yes, correct. Superstar is only used with the one person who has it. Okay. Is it possible to that if you shoot the person with the invincibility star enough times that they would lose the power up, or is it everlasting? 
Well, just like in the game, the Invincible Star will be lasting for a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. Now, as as you know, like because like that, the longer the theme tune. Oh, also, I forgot to include when you use the Superpower Star, mm-hmm. you get to hear the theme, a yeah, theme with that, a fresh that, that. remix, obviously, to make it more Ooh. Inkling or Octoling friendly. Yes. But uh, yes, there will be a certain period of time, roughly about eight seconds, ten seconds. Yeah. Because not only do you go invincible, you have super speed as well, super swim speed and super run speed. No matter what heavy, cl- no, no matter what weapon class you're using. Okay. It, can you walk into people? Question. Oh, go on. Oh, no, no, oh, we got first, n- first Bryce. Bryce. Yeah. Bryce. Yeah, first Bryce. Go on, Bryce. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a very good question. Yes, sir. Will there be any additional salmon run content? Ooh. Oh, he's got me there, folks. He's got me there. Yes, but yes, yes. I will, I will mm. make one point, though. When Octo Expansion came out, there was no <laughs> DLC from that that affected Salmon Run. Yeah. So. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. But, I mean, you do need to change the game up that from is the true. previous no, expansion. Yeah, point. At that point, they were already mm. adding things to Salmon Run. I don't think Ruins of the Arc Polaris was in Salmon Run yet. No. It was, it was based. It was just free update. I think it was 4.0 yeah. that they introduced that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. if you want to, we can chuck in a secret underground level. Salmon run. Mm. Would you change how the salmonids appear? Do they appear on top of you, or would they come from the sewers? They would appear. Oh, from the. You know what? Let's chuck in some Mario Mario pipes where they would come out from like a sewer pipe kind of thing. <laughs> well, that's like the the one when it turns dark and you gotta find Correct. the Goldie. See, yes, you bust them out of so, pipes. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be very nightmarish for your yeah. experience of playing Salmon Run because, with, as you know, Salmon Run, <laughs> the the more you the more you progress, the harder it becomes. Yeah, more things spawn. <laughs> yes, correct. Okay. Um. Mm. Uh, I do have a question about the coin battle. Uh, yes. M- mini game. So is it you individually holding one hundred coins, or no, your is team. it everybody? So okay, it's a yeah. total. So at All a right. maximum, each inkling can hold twenty-five coins. Okay. Explain to me how this is different than clam blitz. Well, clam bits, you see, you have to break a barrier, right? Mm-hmm. Clam bits, all the clams are scattered around the map in certain ways. Whatever, you have to get out, make a power clam to mm-hmm. shoot into a barrier. Then you have a limited time, obviously, to score many clams as possible. Right. This game, however, doesn't require a goal. You just have okay. to simply go find. around and find all the coins. Okay. Scattered along the map. And the only way, if you, if there's, for example, if both teams are locked at 50-50, mm-hmm. you have to start combating one another. Okay, so there are only 100 coins on the entire Correct. map. Yes. Hmm. Or we can make it different, where we can put one hundred ninety-nine. We can put one hundred one coins. Yeah. That way, if people one team's got fifty, other team's got fifty-one, that would make the other team have to fight for the other team. Yeah, it would help with tiebreakers. Correct. Okay. Um, when you're splatted, do you lose all your coins or only a certain amount? I feel like you should lose only half the amount of coins. Okay. As so per the Mario Kart sort of logic, how right? When you, when you yeah, fall, you, you lose half. three, which is about a third. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Will this coin mode be seeing a ranked and competitive level? Well, it should be. I believe it should be too. I was originally thinking myself as just a casual mode, but I thought, no, mm-hmm. I feel like a ranked mode would be best as well. Mm-hmm. Because okay. that way you'd have five ranked modes because you have Clan Blitz, Splat Zones, Tower Control, and Rainmaker, and then you have Coin Battle as part of the Mario Super, uh, Super Expansion. 
Will the coins be placed randomly through the stage, or do they have predetermined locations? No, they... So when you start the game, like in Clamp, it's the clams are scattered in uh, everywhere in the map. So mm-hmm. we're going to keep that same sort of logic for the game. Okay. However, the more you put... Like, once there's a lot of uh, coins have been collected from the base spawn... Mm-hmm. Um, the more you paint, the more chance of coins randomly appearing in front of you. Oh, so you so get rewarded like, for painting. So it's like sunshine, where when you yes, spray correct, the water. Correct. Okay. Yes, there you go. Yes, okay. exactly. Also, except you're uh, turning around and doing the uh, the opposite thing to what sunshine represents, <laughs> <laughs> making everything dirty. <laughs> mm. I just thought of a, another idea on the um, on top of that. Um, okay, what's this? The the the, the bloopers in a Salmon Run. We are introducing a new enemy, the bloopers. Ooh. Okay. Does that sound too? Does oh, that sound it's too? It's like some kind of mutated squid. It doesn't sound yes, very correct. salmon inspired. It maybe it no. could be like a salmonid controlling a machine that has multiple arms. It does. It could be like the mothership. You know how the mothership comes in. Oh yeah. Oh god, I hate that thing. Yeah. I mean, my least favorite like... mode is Forever Griller. <laughs> Griller so is... the bloopers could be like the mothership, I believe. Okay. Oh god. Yeah. Just to make it that much harder. Do you think you would want... Just to curse me Yeah, would you want to split the... Like, have as many tentacles as human players, and each of them have to fight off a tentacle? Yeah, so they have, like, the four tentacles. There's a weak spot in each one. Mm-hmm. And a big X. Yep. X marks the spot. Every yep. boss has a weak point, so, like... Yeah. I feel like either four weak spots... Yeah, four weak spots would be enough. Mm-hmm. And then and you'd you have, have to, to, and you only need to do twenty-five damage because it make it easier. Because there's a like it's a big, big blooper, mm-hmm. right? And the tentacles are hidden behind it, so you have to man- maneuver around so mm. you have enough time to get enough damage on it. How do grillers take twenty-five damage? I I don't know. I, I don't know one. damage Wait, in terms of Splatoon. You don't? Oh, okay. No. Well, each weapon has a certain da- damage points. Right. So like, um, like a Gucci a tap shot without main power up is like thirty-five. Yeah, you need about eighty to ninety to kill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what the testing range is all about. So yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Any more further hmm. questions? Um. Does this open up potential for any more future collaborations with Splatoon? Well, I'm glad you asked. We have taken uh, we've taken inspiration from such series as Super Smash Brothers and Mario Kart to introduce potentially new characters from Zelda. Or even Pokemon. So stay tuned. Mm. Will there be a new Splatfest mm, to promise. celebrate this? I'm glad you asked. We will have either the Mario Luigi or Peach and Daisy's final Splatfest. That's okay. right. Are you part of the Mario Brothers or do you rather prefer Princess, Princess. Peach and Daisy? Alright. I'm loving the Mario content, but I'm noticing a distinct lack of Koopa content. <laughs> Whoa, did I mention to you the new sub-weapon that is Koopa Yes, shells? it is the Koopa shell, but that's just the shell. I'm There's I mean, a lack of lots of other things. I mean, you can only do so much with an expansion pass, can't you? Okay, I'm just saying, mm, I feel like maybe there should be more Koopa-inspired things. Maybe some of the yeah. weapons could be Koopa themed. I mean, if you wanted to introduce like a like a slight single story mode, like in Octo Expansion, you mm-hmm. could introduce like the first five um, worlds, uh, five levels from the first world. Mm-hmm. So like you have a, a a 3D version of a 2D platform. Mm. 
where you can literally you can either shoot the goombas and the koopas or you can jump on them. Oh yeah, I also like you the, could probably you could just you ink could the walls them. and climb around yes. them instead of jump. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could do that, and then your final boss would be like a mecha koopa. Oh, uh, sorry, um, Bowser, but like with like a weird sort of squid type mix. <laughs> He's um, turned into instead of, a squid instead of a reptile. <laughs> instead of roaring fire, it roars water. Because you know how octolings and inklings hate water. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. My final question, my final question on this matter, <laughs> is how many times did Miyamoto make you revision this design <laughs> at last Well, minute? you know Mr. Miyamoto, he's uh, always coming up with brand new ideas and thoughts, so uh, mm-hmm. we've had many discussions, many meetings with him. Um, he's been very nice though, very open. He just like he's so fresh to work with because like he just thinks of something you would never think of. What what is the most impressive thing that he uh, that he added to your uh, to your expansion through yeah, ideas? Yeah. Well, to be honest, the superstar wasn't originally my idea. Um, originally, I was going to have like the <laughs> like a like a function where you had uh, Pauline or whatever her name is that you know they jump up in the air and literally yeah. made the whole team super jump, and that seemed like a good idea to me. But you know, obviously not so much. I mean, I might have thought maybe Superstar might be better because um, yeah, I thought maybe like the Tanuki Feather could play a part with the jump up in the air kind of thing, but obviously no. Mm-hmm. Where you reflect back uh, damage, like like all the shots being shot towards you just bounce back. You know, with that mechanism, you'd have to very, you'd have a very good timing. I'd feel mm-hmm. you'd have to have a very good timing. Well, it'd only go up for like three yeah, or four yeah, seconds. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I guess. And then, I mean, yeah. we got to look at we we got to look at the net code on the switch, right? Oh we, yeah, we know that. Oh yeah, it hasn't got dedicated we, servers, we, which has always been an issue because obviously P two P and everything. But um, mm-hmm. we hope that maybe one day the Splatoon, like every Splatoon player, hopes that one day would have dedicated service. But knowing Nintendo, they probably won't. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah, all right. We just all right. hope to uh, you know change up the experience of playing Splatoon because we have all the Super Smash Brothers and Mario Kart game where they've introduced characters from completely different series, mm-hmm. and we thought we'd bring that to Splatoon. So uh, we hope you enjoy this brand new ex- uh, experience. Thank you. That was very good. Yes, that was very. I good. like. I quite. I quite. I like enjoyed that, that you went for an extra expansion. Yes. Yeah, Wait, one last thing. Yeah. Do you have any balances you would make to the game as is? Oh not my related oh, to I mean, not how, related how to time do you have? Uh, how much time do you have? How much time do you have? Uh, just limit it to three changes. You have a minute and a half. No, I'd rather not discuss about it because okay. <laughs> I, I, I could rant on about it a lot, but I'm not going to bother. Because honestly, if I'm going to say something, no one's going to listen to me. They're not going to act upon anything. Oh, yeah, they're not going to change it. it. I mean, the only one thing I'll say, which is very biased, is I'll say because, like, you know, like a lot of weapons have third kits. Mm-hmm. Please give the Gucci a third kit. The Swiffer's got a third kit. The Bambi's got a third kit. Splat Charger's got a third kit. Give give Gucci a third kit, please. Yeah. Please, Nagami. Yeah. Please, Kudasai. We can. We can- <laughs> We can definitely, uh, we can definitely see who the Gootuber man yes. is. Yeah, and definitely. We can see who the De- squiffer hater <laughs> is. I mean, I don't have six point seven million <laughs> points on it, so I mean, like, uh, mm. yeah. How many points I have on mine? I'm like the that. Hi- I think in the Western scene, I'm like the highest amount of paint on a Gootuber. Like, there's a lot of Japanese players who've got max points already, mm-hmm. but in the Western scene, I'm the most, like. Of any other place. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Jesus. That's what happens when you dedicate your time to one whole weapon. Like, Dedicated people your like, life. I mean, 
the problem is with the weapon is like it's low meta, like it's low tier, and like oh, you, you have to be crazy to be playing that weapon, and like oh, you're never gonna win with that weapon, but like Ooh. I know mm-hmm. I always like the underdog kind of element to a thing like that, like people don't expect it to do good, yeah. but like if you know what you're doing and you you know know the mechanics and the numbers. Ooh, I actually like, do have my uh my stats pulled up. You can see them on the Splatoon yes, app. Yes, on Splatnet. Yeah, on Splatnet. Spl- Splatnet yeah. yeah, so my highest is the Squiffer at approximately 287k. Oh, wow. You've got to be catching yeah. up with uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't play this a lot. Um, no. The no, Heavy no, Splatling, the remix, is at about 200k, and the Heavy Splatling uh, Hero custom mode is about 123k okay. that's not my bad, not bad. That's i've almost paid while, while you're still discussing <laughs> yes, go on. yeah while, while you're still discussing i'm going to look up my terrible stats because <laughs> <laughs> i haven't played I mean, yes i'm not about your top weapon is like sploosh or something like that i feel yeah. like or ten attack or sploosh uh no uh, sploosh um splatter shot yeah I used to play Aerospray a lot and Enzap, but I've I've transitioned Ew, to spray. Yeah, it was on the original Splatoon, but I've transitioned <laughs> as well, as... to a lot of fr- long range weapons because I like to my stay out of it. A... Yeah, it's fair. My friend calls it an Aero Dork. Hmm. <laughs> I played this one friend, and she like has all these funny nicknames for weapons. So, Why like, is my the, favorite like stage the... Skipper Pavalion? The... My favorite skater is not Skipper Pavalion. How do I change? Pavilion, even yeah, Pavilion Pavalion. <laughs> I say it. I'm gonna start this again. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So, um, to uh, to uh, keep you in, to keep myself in the loop on mm-hmm. this, uh, my highest my highest stat weapon is the Aero Spray MG at 142k. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. That's not bad. Um, that's not bad. Well, <laughs> what's depressing is after that is uh, Ink Brush is my next at seven thousand. Oh <laughs> my god. Oh, seven thousand. Seven thousand. You said thing in like. Eight rounds. <laughs> Splat Doolies is five point eight. Well, that is. I have not played. That Splatoon is actually better than my stats because What's... under my three mains, the only one is the Tentatech at twenty three thousand, and then the Carbon Roller Deco at oh, two thousand. No. Yeah, two thousand. Is that by? Go by wins. Go to the back to Spain and go how much wins. Like, how many wins? What's the highest wins weapon? Uh, how do you know that? If you go top of the the selection bar, there's a little uh, down bar. Oh, yeah. And it should say wins. Wins. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Squiffer, Splatling, Splatling Remix, Hero Splatling Replica, Carbon Roller, Dooley's, Blobber, Splatprella. People at home, play along. Open up Splatnet and uh, check how much, like, your highest point (laughs) weapon and wins. Yes, let us know. And compare it with me. 6.7. Yeah, I don't win a lot. I'm usually the lower. My current win to loss ratio is about two to three. Oh, yeah, no. I never look at that. That's grim for me. It it always sticks. (laughs) But uh, my wins on GooTuber is, I think, like, 3,715. 3,000! Oh shit! Yeah, well, you know, mine's only at two hundred. Jeez. Yeah, like I said, play along at home. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we are getting so sidetracked. Okay. Yeah. We Who's are. Turn? I was about to say <laughs> it is. It is now time. It is now time to move forward with the next pitch. Yes. That was a very good yes. pitch, my I like friend. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed that a hell of a lot. Thank you very it much. reminded yeah. me of yeah. the Animal Crossing 
Mario expansion. Oh, yeah. Yes, with the items mm, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we need to um, cut this down. We, we've cut this down to two, so who's going to um, go next? I can go, or you can go. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, wait, this is an okay. audio format. Uh, you can't. <laughs> yeah, we can do it. Uh, think of a number, Jacko. Uh, okay. One through 20. Yep, done. Okay. Uh, I guess seven. Yeah. 17. <gasps> no way! What? <laughs> 17! <laughs> Dang it! Hooray. My favorite number is 17. So does that mean so I guess that means you go next. <laughs> <laughs> okay, alright, alright, alright. That was amazing. He read right, your so, mind. Uh, I know, it's scary. <laughs> welcome, welcome everybody. Okay, yep. Welcome to yes, my yes. little, welcome to my little stage oh, yeah. here. Mm. Bravo, bravo. Yes, bravo. Uh, yes. very quiet. Mm. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Beautiful. Uh, so today I have a nice little treat for you. And this nice little treat for you is a trans, well, not a transition, if you will, but like more or less an exploration into a new genre for Splatoon. Okay. Ooh. This new genre is real time strategy. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, the title of this game will be Splatoon Ink Truth. <gasps> oh, what a name! What a name! <laughs> the puns! So, the puns. So, Sorry. yeah, look, you've, you've got to have squid puns you in a Splatoon no, game. Mm-hmm. Just, that's how it is. So, Inktruders is an RTS set within the Splatoon universe, set around the time between Splatoon 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Join a secret core known as the Inktruders as they take the front lines into unknown territory as a budding strategist as your team aims to uncover the motives of the Octoling threat deep within the pits of the Octo Valley. The Octolings once lived in harmony with the Inklings as a united nation, but one day all the Octolings disappeared, only to suddenly reappear later, causing chaos and stealing the Zapfish. <gasps> that is that is a cornerstone of life at Inkpo- Ink Inkopolis. Uh, Ink- Inkopolis. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I can't talk That's today. Okay. That is just not what I'm doing. DJ Octavio was thought to be the only real threat. However, sudden murmurs of a Doc Octopod suddenly arise prompting the intruders to make a full-scale investigation. Is this Doc Octopod the true cause behind brainwashing effect? What other atrocities has this mad scientist conjured at the bottom of Octo Valley? It's up to the intruders to go behind enemy lines and uncover the true threat that still holds many Octolings captive. Mm-hmm. So, Inktruders is a game centered around stealth using ink puddles and zapfish to your advantage to overcome the enemy. The core concept of the game is to grow your facilities on the battlefield to promote zapfish growth, allowing to see more of the battlefield before you, as well as building building facilities to up your arsenal to overcome the enemy. While you do these things, you can send ink filtrators (laughs) to create paths to the enemy base to sabotage development on structures or steal resources from your enemy to further your own cause. As the game goes on and the light source grows brighter, infiltrating becomes harder and will eventually culminate in a fallout battle, and your infiltration skills and resource management will ultimately determine who wins the battle. The game ends once the enemy's main resource, in single-player enemy's case, the Shock Eel, is seized. You can grow your zapfish by creating facilities that will promote strong growth, such as gyms, schools, and clinics, while also hunting food in the environment to feed your zapfish. Taking control of these points on the map will be important to your overall success, as it will mean more zapfish growth, which will also determine the amount of facilities you have on the field. 
The single player campaign features boss levels where you will be at an early disadvantage and you will have to cleverly use your wit and tactics to overcome your enemy. It will also feature an online multiplayer with a ranking system that has a few maps at launch. Splatfests will also return, with the winner being determined similarly to how it does in regular Splatoon. What would usually be identified as perks on gear as a progression system will also return, but it will be designated as special statues that sit around the Zantfish in your camp. And that is... Intruders. Okay. First of all, bravo, bravo. Well done. No, bravo. Yes. Very good. Um, the mm-hmm. ink puns were real, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Right, Before we started, I actually asked you, Bryce, about how well do you remember Splatoon? And uh, <laughs> you told me you went back and you researched and I think you played a bit. A little bit. And mm-hmm. you, oh my gosh, I was so surprised that you, you, like, you were able to remember all those things. Like, Having the game revolve around the Zapfish mm-hmm. is like a really good mm-hmm. move because obviously that is the iconic mm-hmm. thing in Splatoon. I like that too. The Zapfish, yeah, yeah, it's really important in single player, but you don't really hear much of it outside of that. Multiplayer, mm-hmm. correct? No, no, that's true. Um, my one yeah. main question that I'm thinking of right now, it's going off at me, is: uh, Are there going to be new weapons, or is it going to be the same weapons from the original game? Mm-hmm. Okay, so essentially, what it would be is that you have units that have specific purposes. And so the weapons would reflect that. So you could have sort of, you know, uh, I guess you could have rollers that sort of charge down the front line and take down barricades and stuff like that. You've got uh, SMG, SMG teams that will be good for combat against actual enemies as opposed to structures. And then obviously you've got the more stealth related roles with sniper type weapons sort of sitting from the back line and creating damage where they mm-hmm. can. Um, essentially, what it would all culminate in is keeping the pressure on each other with all these different weapon types which you can develop in your mm-hmm. lab as you're going with your zapfish yeah. well, with your zapfish powering those labs um while keeping the pressure on your an- enemy distracting them from the fact that you might have a path to their base to zap their resources or destroy their ba- destroy their structures or what mm-hmm. have you um the only vision outside of the actual zapfish vision that is provided that slowly grows over time with the development of your base is your unit teams so if you do not have a unit team in a specific location, it's going to be extremely important. Um, that, I guess, you have all these additional units sort of watching over in specific uh, specific areas. And that will be different depending on each map as to where their strong points are. Um, as you as you develop, you sort of get more, more kits to go with your Inklings that will probably be a little bit more stronger than what you would presume. Mm-hmm. Um, from the regular starting kits of your uh, of your inklings. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, are the units made up of four inklings? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're still going to have some yes. cannon good. there. So yeah. each each unit will be four inklings. They'll all they'll all hold the same weapon for what it's mm. worth. Um, the idea is to have them around the map in specific ways, in their strong points, whether it be at chokes right. or whether like it be attacking barricades. position for snipers, yeah. the front lines for rollers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah. I love a real-time strategy, but it's never been my genre of game because it does not feel it's, it's never been mine very either. fresh. Mm-hmm. What fresh elements mm-hmm. 
can you put into this real-time strategy game? So the main important thing to take away from this is that the lore side of it is about the ink truths. The intruders are a stealth core primarily. They're not about being so fresh. They go in. That's right. They they go in and they retrieve information. Mm-hmm. So intruders as an actual unit are extremely important to your success. Mm-hmm. So when you lay down ink puddles on the ground, we all know in Splatoon you move faster, yes. correct? Yep. So your units naturally move slower without them. So what is really important about the game is laying ink puddles where your enemies cannot see them mm-hmm. and using them to your advantage to get in and out of the enemy base very quickly. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So that is sort of where that fits in. And a lot of people would consider that maybe, I guess I guess from Starcraft, uh, Starcraft's perspective, even though I don't know much about Starcraft, um... It's similar to Zerg rushing, which is like where you send units in just wave by wave. They go as fast as they can straight to the base mm-hmm. and just go nuts. Similar thing here, but to be really successful, damaging your opponent's structures is re- a really effective way at slowing them down. But by stealing resources, you are actually getting more efficiency out of it. So your inklings have to get into the base, steal the resources and get out. Mm-hmm. So using those ink puddles are going to be very uh, important to your success because you can make a running line between your base and the enemy base. Uh, the map would be relatively large. And as I said before, sightline is largely determined by the growth of your zapfish or where units are placed. Mm-hmm. So you need to try and determine where people are going to put their units so that you can sneak around them create an ink trail where you can create a supply line between your base and the enemy base to steal resources i Mm -hmm. I have multiple questions quickly (laughs) quick answers if you want um uh in splatoon the story modes you know how when you redo a stage you get a fake zapfish at the end yeah is there a way Mm -hmm. you can set up fake zapfish as a trap kind of Ooh, a decoy yes a decoy yeah yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, essentially, a lot of that, a, a lot of that is sort of covered as the story goes okay, on. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, obviously, part of a stealth core's main priority is to make sure that they're unseen or that you know you hardly notice they're there. But also, it's it's a game of deception. Sure. So, you could potentially set up particular things around the map whether it be decoys or stuff like that where around resources for example so let's just say there's a few resources about around the map like there's a fishing pond for example or maybe there's like a sort of mining uh mining area for your inklings to create uh, collect resources for creating foundries or what have you um essentially you can set up decoys there for example um to collect those resources well to phantom collect those resources and they could attack them while you are sort of making your beeline to their base instead so you can do that and that's the same that's absolutely true about the the, uh, fake zapfish as well you could use a fake zapfish as a decoy for i would probably say not so much the main zapfish but like if you are like if you are using the regular zapfish and you have them patrolling for example uh, to power a particular base, whether it be like a barrier or something like that, um, you can 
have a fake zapfish powering a particular particular facility or something like that and they could attack that facility but they'd be wasting their time yep. does that make sense because yeah. it's a fake facility yeah yeah yeah, cool. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. all right cool um now the characters from splatoon will captain cuttlefish yes make an appearance is he your mentor way? is he like the is he like the the commander leader commander mm-hmm. or the tutorial you know, man <laughs> the tutorial man <laughs> well, as we know, as we know, Captain Cuttlefish, he went missing he sometime did. No, he between did. That's one true. and two. That's true. He did. Oh yeah. And what you'll actually, mm-hmm, what you'll actually find is that you will find him along your journey. Okay. And he will become a great asset in many, many ways. For those, you'll have to find out. Yeah, buy the game. Okay. <laughs> if if he's involved, does that mean that Octo expansion story things will become involved? Yes, absolutely has the opportunity. Uh, that is a more forward for DLC and will be sort of a prequel towards Octo right. expansion. Because I'm type thinking deal. sanitized inklings, sorry, Ooh. octolings would be a really good enemy unit. They act like zombies where you can't mm-hmm. get them with strategy things. They just charge forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much like the uh, Zerg Rush type of thing I'm sort of describing right, before. Sure. They are... Um, yeah, really, really sort of pushing pushing the note. But that's that's where things sort of come in with Doc, Doc Octopod, uh-huh. is that he's been doing more experiments on the Octolings than just brainwashing. Uh-huh. Yes. So, expect some, expect some very strange things to be happening with Octolings. Can grow, like, four legs. <laughs> Eight eyeballs. The... I don't. I don't want to alarm you too much, but Arnold Schwarzenegger would be a uh, tough competition for one of them. <laughs> I have. I have a, a very important question: Will Moray Towers mm-hmm. be a map? Thank goodness. Oh, I think the, the, the vertical play that. field would be interesting. It definitely would, and I'm not saying that it's a completely unexplored concept within this mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. But it's more so about flat. But terrain. being. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely there's definitely different levels of terrain because I it think that's very mm-hmm. important. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, you know that can sort of can maintaining sort of control of those towers or whatever mm-hmm. have you that they may be on on particular maps can help you uh, gain an advantage on your enemy. Whether it means uh, keeping an eye on specific spots mm-hmm. or you know sort of just uh, getting a lay of the land, maybe not as much yeah. as. Uh, you know, one would think from a okay. tower because it is quite dark at the bottom of the Octo Also, Valley, so. if mm. there are some uninkable surfaces, what would they be? Oh, good question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you won't be able to, you will not be able to ink enemy structures. Just uh, at all? So, for example, no. So if you want to cross, if you want to get over barriers and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you have to destroy them. You can't use ink to your okay. advantage. Um, but... Other than that, I think in terms of uninkable structures, I would say mainly stuff that are resources of particular kinds. So whether there's like a particular like a mini mountain of resources of like, I don't know, ore or mm-hmm. something like that, or ponds or lakes, for oh, example. That sounds that dangerous. You, yeah, yeah. You don't want you don't want them to go in there. So, techni- so typically they are uninkable resources, yes. Yeah. I'm imagining like... Like some of the maps that could be in this game, like Piranha Pit, how it's in that kind of like a like a in a oh, it's like the mine mining, area, yeah, like oil, a, yeah. And then like you know in the Splatoon three trailer, how we've seen that one map, it's like all deserty. Yeah, like I'm feeling like these mm-hmm. kind of maps will be in your this game that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, 
it'd be kind of cool. Um, one other question I had was: Will specials make uh make a sort of yeah will be terminated? Like, will they make a feature like you know you have splashdown like missiles stuff like that? Like <laughs> maybe not yeah. a nuke. I'm just yeah, trying to think. It's like the the one from Splatoon One where you send it upwards and yeah, anywhere missile. on the map. Yeah, Tenta missile. Nah, it's like that, but a little yep. different. Where you can send it to yeah, a specific so. location, not where people yeah. are locked onto. Yeah, okay. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So absolutely. Um. Basically, the longer you can keep a squad alive, uh, the better, because obviously you'll get access to those specials no matter what, and they can give you a huge advantage in battle because they're going to be very effective at destroying structures, yep. uh, whether that be barriers and stuff like that. So, technically, you could send a unit out that would go and combat for a while and you could return them after their uh, their long hard mm. work and you could save all those points up get that special and then you can send them for intruder training <laughs> where then they would then you could take those units make them intruders oh. which can then make pass to the enemy base and you can use those specials to get through structures quickly mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. i just i just love hearing the puns man the puns i love us Okay, I have another question. If, let's say, your unit bites the dust, they get caught, can you revive them for an energy cost? Oh, good question. That is a very interesting question, and I think that it would be possible. Uh, The only thing is, though, is that they would have to return to camp first. Okay. So, if if you've spent resources on that particular unit... (laughs) Absolutely, of course you could, but you would have to send a team out to bring them. To bring their little pawns back, (laughs) Delfino. I'm Mm -hmm, thinking mm -hmm. like imagine seeing a unit out in the middle of in the field, and all of a sudden they super jump back to spawn. (laughs) (laughs) Like a whole unit just super jumps back. Retreat. That's true. A force quit option, if you were like mid cancel, would be to super jump, return to base. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So essentially. We'll we'll go with we'll go with the concept that a team will go out and they'll revive mm-hmm. them, right? Okay. Now, the enemy team could theoretically just camp this unit because they are expecting people to come and grab them. Does yes. that make yes. sense? So you can use this so this can be a double edged sword. You can go and revive those units because they were your best performing units, mm-hmm. for example. But by sending units out there, you are also putting them in the line of sight of other units that have already been there to defeat yes. them. Yep. And might defeat that might defeat that unit. If your unit is successful in reviving them, which takes, let's say, about fifteen seconds okay. of time to revive that unit, then they have the option to super jump okay. back to base. Okay. Now that they're alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes more sense. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool. I don't yeah. think I have any more questions. Oh. Um. It does sound good, though. I have one more. Do you think you could recruit? some stray octolings to your side yes absolutely yes. and this is a kind this is kind of important th- through the actual story uh meat okay. of the game is that as as you work your way through the story you are not only you're all well canonically <laughs> you're already aware that the brainwashing is only sort of temporary and it is something that can yes. be removed Okay. With the power of music. So you will be making a lot of friends. <laughs> exactly. So you'll be making a lot of fr- octoling friends mm-hmm. along the way. Unfortunately, some of those people that you... Uh, some of those octolings that you meet, they might not necessarily get the same chances as others, Aww. which is sad. That's you know? life. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But 
by the end of it, the main goal is to stop Do- is is to stop in very short Doc Ock mm-hmm. and bring the Octolings back to a regular yeah. society. Mm. Yeah, I, I love this idea, man. Um, before we started recording, he said to me like how this game was kind of based between Splatoon One, Splatoon Two. And like mm-hmm. now, hearing this whole story about the plot and everything, it makes sense now with Captain Cuttlefish how he's disappeared. You come across him somehow during the adventure, so yeah, yeah, because like mm-hmm. we don't mm-hmm. actually know, like in the real game in Splatoon Two, how where he went. Um, Wait, yes, we do. Really... No. Do we? Yeah, he's in the Octo expansion. He's in the subway system. Uh, uh, I. Yeah, but in in the base, in the base game, game yeah. He's okay, yeah, correct. I'm, mm. I'm looking. I'm looking from a base game yeah, yeah. point of view. Yeah. Right? Expansion. It's that he's yeah, yeah, suddenly yeah, gone yeah. and Marie is taking his place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Cool. No, yeah. I reckon I love it. I, I, the name deserves a ten out of ten. Honestly. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I thought it was I like it from a story <laughs> standpoint because it does also provide the connective tissue of how yes. did so many octolings suddenly appear in Incopolis Square? Yeah. Between the first oh, game and the mm-hmm. second. Yeah. But. I don't think I would play it. I'm just not. I'm not an RPG Yeah, person. look, I I decide I de- I designed this under the, the under the guys that I have no like I don't play RTS yeah. games. I don't actually <laughs> enjoy them. I don't enjoy them all that right. much. But I'm like I'm going to make a design that actually sounds right. fun. So if I it, that's it does exactly also what I'm grab a do. different audience than. Yeah, yeah. It's people like, who play it's like saying babies. It's like saying play, uh, baby's first RTS, like with uh, United. People are like, oh, people's baby's first mobile and everything like that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's got to be new audience, yeah. but yeah, I like it. Yeah. So thank you, thank no, you, right. thank no, you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it's cool because like obviously looking at different point of views here of concepts, like you got a real time strategy. I had a expansion pack like it's crazy to think of like how many different things we can do like we haven't heard delfinos yet so yeah i'm like i'm like i'm prepared for anything mm-hmm. now <laughs> <laughs> lucky last okay yeah, no pressure all right i'll i'll time myself oh fucking hit the stopwatch <laughs> i do have a stopwatch on my wrist also you also bryce you kept yours at a very neat 20 minutes very very cool Ooh. okay very good, Three, very good, two, very good. One. Starting, so it's <laughs> Nintendo Direct time. An unknown <gasps> Nintendo Direct. Maybe this year, maybe next year. But we get a the, the title, the splash screen comes up. Start your engines. And everybody oh. is so mm. hyped. We're finally getting Mario Kart 9. It's going to be the best thing in the world. Finally, finally, finally. And we already know 8 Deluxe is selling like hotcakes to this day. Wow. So whatever this is, it's going to be absolutely perfect. And then the trailer starts playing. The, the the motors start revving. The carts. But uh-oh, what's this? They don't look like Mario and Peach. They kind of look like <gasps> Squid Kids. Splat Zoom. <laughs> Splat Zoom! <laughs> my oh, racing great. game. Title pending. <laughs> also, it. oh shoot, sorry. I forgot to mention. So everyone is up in a mush. Wait, this is that Mario Kart? Why are we putting Mario Kart resources into this Splatoon game? I'm absolutely mad. But as you start watching the trailer, and maybe even get your hands on the game, because you feel obliged to buy it, because it's a racing game, you start to learn that 
it's actually pretty fun. So, uh, my thesis here is this is my game, and I get to put all my favorite things in it. (laughs) So, the focus of this game is not individual racing, but rather team racing. So, there are two different teams, 5v5, with contrasting ink colors. So, we'll go with the original Splatoon colors, orange and blue. So, mm-hmm. nice. winning is determined by what rank everybody got on the team, and then adding those all up together and seeing which total is higher than the other. So, it's important that you do good, but it's also important that you, like, stick with your teammates and help them do better, too. Because if you do great, but then everyone else is stuck in the back, then you're probably not going to win because the other team's uh, points while in the middle are going to add up higher than you're one good versus all bad. And if there are uneven teams, uh, the lowest score on the other team will not be counted when totals are added up. So if it turns into uh, five versus four, the lowest score on the five team will not be added when <laughs> when adding all the totals up. I have not done the math to see if we could get a tiebreaker. Maybe in that case, the, the game will just flip a coin and decide like it does in regular Splatoon just goes uh you guys win so the important thing with this game is (coughs) car mechanics you're gonna drive a four-wheeled cart or a bike this is not double dash one person per car and the cars are unchanging vehicles i'm sad to say this is not as customizable as mario kart 7 and above it's like mario kart wii where you get set uh carts different stats all around but you can customize them with brands now brands are like a oh, here we go. there you go you mm. stick a brand because this is competitive mm. racing after all it's a sponsored course, event you need to make money yeah, so yeah. you stick a brand onto your vehicle which will boost one aspect but lower another this is like banes in boons and banes in fire emblem where it'll raise one thing but it'll lower another you can also pick no brand which is neutral this is allowed it's completely fine. So it'll be things like boost your speed, minus your acceleration, boost your handling, take away from your drift, boost your off-road, but lower your speed. Different brands. And these brands will be ones from Splatoon. Things like that. N. Perry, Splash Mob, Tony Kenza, Inkline, etc., etc. So your car, and this is where it gets fun, your car has two modes, ink and water. So your t- so on ink mode, your tire tracks will leave a stream of ink as wide as you ride. So four-wheelers, generally, they ink more than bikes do. It's like a streak of paint behind where you ride. Driving in Team Ink knits you 1.5 times speed, so 50% faster than normal. While driving in Enemy Ink lowers you to 50% slower, 0.5 speed. And then there is water. So when your car's in water, Don't go near water, your tire tracks are very safely. This is this is pending. This is this is patented approved. You're not no one's gonna die on this track, but you safely leave a stream of water behind you as you ride. Water always erases ink, whether it be from your team or an enemy, and they always ride at the default speed. They don't get a speed buff or they don't get anything else. So. You start the race in ink, but you can switch modes freely as you ride. Like flip-flop, back and forth. Each mode has a tank that automatically refills when you use the other. So if you're using 
your water, and then you switch back to your ink, your water tank will refill slowly over time. But when you run out of one, you will automatically switch to the other and are locked into using it until the other one regenerates to an acceptable level. So there is more ink than water. I'd say about two times more ink than water. If you run out of both ink and water, you turn dry. Dry vehicles are not as well lubricated as previous vehicles, so they only run about two-thirds the speed on the ground, normal one speed on enemy ink, and 0.25, so quarter speed on enemy ink, is really bad. They regenerate your ink and water faster than normal, but they don't turn back until the levels are full on both accounts. So you'll be running dry for a while, because water's going to really drain you. You can also... I want to give some quality of life things because it's not fair to people who don't want to play with these limitations. You can edit the rules to that water and ink is infinite if you wanted to, but in cool ranked battles, you have to have ink tank rules on. This is just like private community lobbies or offline racing. You can have infinite. So there's car stats, speed, acceleration, handling drift, off-road, these are all things from Mario Kart, and including weight, how heavy your vehicle is. If you got a heavier vehicle, you can bump into other players, you know, but usually you're slower, and you also jump at a lower angle. Uh, weight class varies between racers, and it's time... Uh, I could... Do you want me to get into the racers now, or the item boxes? Item boxes, I'm curious if you're going to use specials or yeah. subs or okay. weapons in this game. Whoop, whoop. Item boxes also refill your ink and water tanks when you hit one. So it'll refill your water tank, your ink tank by 100% and your water tank by 50%. I'm really trying to limit how much you use water because I want it to be team based. So items include, oh no, I didn't finish this. <laughs> I didn't finish this. Some sort of boosting item like the mushroom. Uh, Zapfish. Seashell. Seashell. Oh, Zapfish. Something. Yeah. Boost, Zapfish actually works. Boost your power. Uh, ink mine. This is like the banana <gasps> from Mario Kart. Quite visible Love. on barren roads, but is a bit more hidden on inked roads. Alright, next we have curling bombs, which act like shells from Mario Kart. They, you can cling them in front or behind and you hit an enemy car. They can hurt teammates if you want, but the general rule set is no friendly fire. Uh, section Bomb acts like bombs from Mario Kart. <laughs> a timed explosion of ink that will hurt enemy players and leave a small circle of ink wherever it was placed. Alright, and then here is the big kicker. Special. This is like Double Dash's special items. This is an item that varies from each player. So, various specials include Invisible Ink. Gives your cart unlimited ink and can blast through enemy ink without slowing down for about 10 seconds. Mm. Speeding ink boosts you and your teammates' ink speed to three times triple speed on friendly ink and normal speed on enemy ink. Sprinkler ink adds extra lawns hoses to the left and right of your cart, doubling your ink and water cover. Ink and water use is as normal. It doesn't drain faster than normal when it's like this. The Booyah Bomb... Sends a giant Ooh. circle of ink somewhere random on the map. <laughs> and there will be more of these 
custom abilities. These are just the ones. These are just the specials I came up with. So each racer... I will get into racers now because it's important to explain specials. There are two types of racers. Default racers and custom racers. So defaults are unlocked as you play races and hit certain milestones. But at the beginning of the game, you can pick two racers to have at the start. We're talking Idol Master rules, baby! If you really want to play with Pearl and Marina, you can have them unlocked from the very start. You don't have to wait for them. But you'll have to wait for everybody else. So you get to pick which two you want at the beginning. <clears throat> so, uh, the default racers I have include Callie, Marie, Pearl, Marina, Agent 3, male or female, Agent 4, male or female, and Agent 8, male or female. So you get to- Nice. Good choices. Good, good for all your choices. Yes, yes. I wanted to give those choices. <laughs> so, here's the big thing. Custom custom racers. You can save up to six custom racers. So, custom racers are username. And you can change everything about them. You can change species, gender, pronouns, hairstyle, eye color, skin color, outfits, special kills, special skills, voices, and poses. You can change everything about them. It's great. So, custom outfits, they do come in sets, so you can't go super crazy. They'll be like a save and run plastic set, an N. Perry set, a Tony Kenza set, an Anaki set, etc. And also, I am adding way more hairstyles to the game. Oh. <laughs> so many more hairstyles! Yes, please. Yes. I, You've listened. You've listened. Of, of course I'd listen, because I wanted to. It was a, I found some pictures online that someone made of different octoling hairstyles. You can have twin tails, curly, a ponytail, bun, half-shaven, long, Octavia-looking for the boys. It's absolutely great. So you can save up to six custom racers. You can also change their weight class. You don't- it's not like Mii's, where you had to go and actually make the Mii big to get them into the heavy class. You can just set it to that they are a certain outfit. So- uh, where was I? What I was talking about. Yeah, so there's heavy classes. Uh, in general, Pearl and Agent 8 are in the light class. Callie, Marie, and Agent 4 are in the medium class. Marina and Agent 3 are in the heavy class. That's where they sit. But you can customize it for your custom characters. Now, I have added something that I've always wanted in Mario Kart for a long time. Alternative outfits. <laughs> so default, so you can always change the outfit on your custom character. But default characters have four different outfits that they can choose from. So it's stuff like this for Callie. It's her squid sister outfit, her casual outfit, her brainwashed outfit, and a color swap of her squid sister's outfit that looks like the Famicom. This was in a Splatoon live concert. And then Marie's is... Her squid sister one, her casual, her kimono outfit, and a squid sister's one that looks like Super Famicom. Same thing with Pearl Marina. Uh, the agents, their special outfits are their agent outfits, the casual wear on the amiibo, and whatever outfit the amiibo unlocks in-game. So it could be the samurai gear, or the schoolgirl outfit, the witch outfit, all that kind of stuff. So all these outfits are really great. But how do you unlock them? 
This is where Sheldon's shop comes into play. So I want to make this very clear. Sheldon's shop is not a microtransaction or premium currency <laughs> store. Thank Why God. would I ever <laughs> add this God. in oh. on purpose? We don't do that. What are you talking about? We don't do that in this <laughs> split zoom. So Sheldon sells you alternate outfits for default racers, lots of customization options for custom racers, outfit sets, hairstyles, poses, but... It's very clear. Sheldon only sells aesthetic changes to the racer. He does not lock new vehicles, new racers, or special skills Mm -hmm. brands behind a paywall. Yes. Yes. So you get money by racing or playing the battle mode. Uh, The higher you rank, the more money you receive. I'm not a business major. I'm not going to tell you the prices. But the highest price thing is a Rainmaker set for your custom racer. It's like pure gold. Mm. You wear the hat on your head. It's crazy. That'll be the priciest thing. (laughs) So you can check your records. I have some records uh, to see how close you are to hitting certain achievements. So once you hit a milestone, stuff like race 100 races, collect a bunch of coins, not coins, but some sort of other currency, you can, depending on the category, you can choose what you want to unlock. This is like Fiat Rhythm, where if you got enough shards of a certain color, you could pick from the shard category who you wanted to unlock. So these milestone unlocks include vehicles, racers, special skills for customs, and extra brands. Now, I have more secrets for you. There are some secret unlockables to get in the game. You have to either hit a certain criteria to unlock them, not milestones, you have to do a certain thing, like race really good, or you can own their associated game on on and have the save data on your switch and the game will check and if you have it you get to unlock them because we're going cross generation baby this is like rosalina from mario kart Wii. Mm. so first person <laughs> is gooigi if you own luigi's mansion 3 oh. you unlock gooigi <laughs> good inclusion his whole good body inclusion. changes color mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. also i should note uh these special crossover people do not have alternate outfits they just are themselves yeah okay so then in the medium class you can unlock samus aaron from metroid dread oh that's a (laughs) left field throwing she's wearing her fusion suit or something like it the the goo part on the fusion suit the blue changes color as you race and then (laughs) this one's fun this is a me pick if you own arms you get to pick dr coil a heavy class lady. <laughs> <coughs> the obvious one would have been Helix, but we already cover that with Gooigi. So we got this scary mm-hmm, yeah. lady in her giant outfit. Her giant arms driving a big old tiny car. So I also have a few quality of life things I'd like to introduce. When racing online, you can change your character and or vehicle between races. This is really important to me because otherwise you'd have to back out and then come back in. It's this whole ordeal. This does not apply to Grand Prix races offline. So if you're doing a whole set of races, you can't change them. But if you are doing regular races offline, you can go change character, change vehicle. Uh, and you can set rules in the offline or community lobbies to have infinite ink and water, automatic acceleration, and or guided driving. I want to give some leniency to people who play because 
I don't know, we're not all experts when we first pick up a game, Splatoon, so I wanted to give some free choices to people. But there are ranked modes, and in ranked modes, you have to have ink tank rules, no guided driving, no automatic acceleration. And that's all I have set up for you. Dang, that took 17 minutes. Oh! (laughs) Oh, not done yet. Uh, Sorry, I also wanted to credit some people that helped me brainstorm. People from my Splatoon community, giving a shout out to you, Hans Gonk, Vazpad, Effie, Scruggles, and Scams. They all helped me brainstorm some things. I'm very good stuff. Yes. Good stuff. Man, like, when, yeah, bravo, bravo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You made me, you made, you made me feel terrible because I should have added Guigi to the, <laughs> the super expansion. That would be uh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say two things, but you kind of checked them off. Like oh, I said, okay. Amiibo functionality and um, can you use Mii's? But I think you basically said that you can use Mii's because of the heavy classing and all that. Um, And you said something about Amiibo costumes. So what that I... is, is that for the agents, one of their unlockable outfits is the Amiibo version of whatever yep. they have. But if you scan in okay. the Amiibo, you can just yes. already unlock it. It does not okay, unlock okay, having okay, them okay, in the game. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't have Agent 8 yeah. unlocked, but you scan in their amiibo, it just has it on standby that whenever sure, you get nice. them, you'll get their outfit too. It's cool. Nice. How many courses are you expecting? Um, question. Uh, how many stages oh, are boy. in Splatoon? Uh, hold on. Okay. Six times four <laughs> times... What's six times four? He's doing the math. Sixty-four. I think it's six times. Six times. Twenty-four. Okay. I think there's like there's like I think there's thirty or thirty-two maps. Okay, I'll say twenty-four because we can't really go with Mario Kart rules where four are new, four whole courses, sixteen are new, and then sixteen are old yeah. because this is the first one. There's no. Older yeah. ones to have. That's but, fair. Uh, yeah, in Splatoon 2, there's 23 stages. So. Okay. Yeah, so 24. <laughs> so uh, they would be things like the stages you already have Skipper Pavilion, uh, I think Octo Valley. There'll be a couple Octo Valley. There'll be a whole. No more Italian. Grand Prix. Yeah, some. Uh, no no more towers because then you could jump off the ways but there would also be those stages from mario kart 7 and beyond where it's you don't loop it's a path through and also um i think octo expansion could have one with the subway system Uh, another one i was brainstorming was the giant vaporwave statue that you have to ink in the end of of the octo expansion that could be one where you have to go through it and you end at the top. So you start at the bottom and then you drive around. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then you yeah. end at the top. Um, yeah. You could have tracks around Inkopolis and yeah. the square. Yeah, Inkopolis Square cool. where you go through shops. That could also be an option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. That'd be like, uh, that'd be like Delphine yeah. Mall. <laughs> yeah. Coconut <laughs> Mall. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Best Coconut. song. Best song. I can never remember the name. Best. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. I guess the other question is, I suppose, on top of that, while we're thinking mm-hmm. about maths, is how many stages per Grand four. Prix? So four. Four. Okay. So it's so it's for a total six of six Grand uh, Prix. Yeah. Six, One will be octa themed. Prix. Another could be salmonage themed. Another 
Well, they have punny names. Yes, but I'm not the best at making punny <laughs> names, so we'll have to consult Switch the writing up. team about that. <laughs> Fair enough. Tentacle Cup. Yeah. Uh, given given that racing racing in uh-huh. this game is is equivalently a battle mode in a yes. racing yeah. game at the same time, will there still actually be just a yes. battle mode a la like Mario yes. Kart? Yes, so the battle okay. mode, uh, okay. Hans had provided inspiration about a Tron one, where maybe you could lock people in oh. with an ink pad. That's an option. Yeah. I was thinking more yeah. so just returning to Turf War. How much of this uh, terrain can you ink? And it'll be a Turf battle War, mode, yeah. so it'll look more like the stages in Splatoon. Where yep. it's like a circle, square mm-hmm. shape thing, where how much can you ink just by racing? Sure, yeah. And at the end, they determine just like very original cool, Splatoon. Cool. Nice. Yes. I really don't have any Given questions. What's going on? <laughs> I thought of everything. Well, <laughs> yeah, you sure have. Yeah, you, uh, you, yours is actually extremely detailed, but I do, yes. I do have another one. Given given that there are collaboration things just within mm-hmm. the games themselves, all right, this opens up the opportunity yes. for DLC. Now, obviously, <laughs> we have we have been talking about DLC, but if if there's crossovers in the games, what other crossover DLC should we hmm, expect? I I would imagine that the big DLC thing it's not so much a crossover as it is whenever Splatoon three comes out that we'd get a lot of Splatoon three mm-hmm. themed things, perhaps Salmonids. They're not confirmed, but they're not deconfirmed either. So maybe you can lock them as a custom <laughs> racer. Ah. Whoever the new agent is. Um... Will they be boss battles in this game? Yeah. I think some of the battle stages could be boss themed. So it's like one of the battle stages could have the splat guy. Uh, the the square one. <laughs> I'm acting like you know what I'm talking about. It's the octo stamp. It's the giant octo yeah, stamp. Yeah, yeah. And then he could yeah. go around and mess up <laughs> your terrain by erasing both you and your enemy's ink with his own purple ink. And you gotta go and clean that up and all this mm. stuff. Uh, I think one good boss I'm thinking from the Octo Expansion is the, the, the big giant on the unicycle. He has a big spot roller. Yeah, the samurai like he, guy. Uh, yeah, 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 samurai. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be kind of good, I think, in a way as a boss. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's not so much Diddy Kong racing. There could be Diddy no. Kong racing elements. I think a fun one right. would be. I haven't thought so much of a story mode as it is, again, like Theat Rhythm, where it'll randomly select four courses for you to to race and if you race them you get a certain prize or something like that but i could see um dj octavio wanting to race you in like a giant flying machine and you gotta beat him in the course like you would whiz pig (laughs) yeah yeah i was about to say Mm -hmm. whiz pig Mm. just just can you can can your vehicle fly and is there anti-gravity no Okay. I am. I know we don't love Mario Kart Wii around here, but this is not. I like it. I like. That. I guess so. I like it a lot too. It's certainly got broken aspects, but there's reasons that that's selling one. Uh, it's more like Mario Kart Wii, where you can do tricks off of slopes, and then those give you a speed boost. It's just a general yeah. thing, but uh, no paraglider sections. That's nah, fair. and no underwater sections because yeah. you you die. 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, poor squid. This is a this is a weird question, but like in Mario Kart, we have the item as a blue shell. Mm-hmm. Is there a special or an item equivalent hmm. in this zoom splat? Yeah, splat zoom. You'll have splat zoom. Sorry, <laughs> you'll have to help me remember. I mean, maybe the auto bomb, but then it yeah, it really have to run. That could be the auto bomb. Could be the curling bomb equivalent of a red shell. Well, you know, like in Splatoon 1, they had the Seekers? Yeah. That could be like a red shell kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. Like a blue shell. Instead of the curling bomb, you had the Seeker. Maybe like a Tentum missile, because that's guarded. That is, but that would be be a special. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I've decided. Yeah, true. Uh, One of your special abilities can be the blue shell. Okay. And then maybe another special ability could be like the barrier. Because nope. I'm just like imagining Don't like killer whale or, or stingray that would be broken. Yes. Because you know, like in the way that that works in Splatoon right at the moment is like you can use a stingray through walls and mm-hmm. all that. Same with the killer in, whale. In this racing game, I feel like it wouldn't really work. Properly yeah, because you're going because... in a loop. I'm trying to yeah. think of planning ahead, like things in front of yeah, you, loops, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah, I really want to encourage nice. team racing. So work together mm-hmm. with your team, stay grouped together. Use the ink, yep. which I think is a really mm-hmm. neat concept. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I really, 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 yeah. really like is the fact that you've incorporated brains, yes. which is like that's that's something in that's something in Splatoon that like largely sort of goes over your head because you look at an item set and you're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'll pick that sort of thing, or you know, you'll pick clothing. You'd be like, oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. a cool design. But like, as for actual brands, I think that's yeah. really neat. I think that's that's a nice little. It gets the to culture, design. and it gets great. that brands naturally have a boosted stat that they like to give, and they, yeah, they have a functionality. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. one that they don't like to give. Mm-hmm. Again, you can run brandless mm-hmm. if you so choose. <laughs> if you're not liking how it sways your numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well. I'm out of questions. I think I am too. But Wacko Jacko did put into my brain, perhaps anti-gravity could work, maybe, maybe. Because in... like, I also think, cause like, you know how in the game, like, like when you're an ink, Yeah, you, you can, can stick, but then the problem comes in who's first to ride. Although maybe, yeah. maybe those anti-gravity sections could already have inked paths for you. Like the left would Correct. be all just... orange and then the right would be blue. Yeah, and, just... and they can't be removed. Yeah. Hmm. It's permanent. Okay. Like someone, I would be thinking yeah. like, let's let's put this into perspective. Let's say um somebody somebody gains enough speed in mm-hmm. front of the team, right? And they make an ink path, and you have like a tunnel sort of structure where you could go like up and around as if like a loop the loop mm-hmm. type of thing, and that that person's gained that amount of speed enough to make that loop yeah. the loop, right? But the people behind them might not might not necessarily be fast enough. Whereas, like, if you're following mm-hmm. the ink trail because of the boosted speed, you would actually technically be able to make that regardless of your mm-hmm. base speed. Yeah. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like incorporating yeah. stuff like that. I think that makes like a lot of sense and sort of just adds into the, like the uh, mm-hmm. the. Intricacy. I think also something I had planned out was <laughs> shortcuts are still an option, but it's all about who gets to the shortcut first. So if it's like, and I feel like a blue person's yeah. trying to aim for a shortcut, I'll just give an example from Mario Kart. Like in Wario's Gold Mine, where you can when you go through the tunnel and you can veer to the left oh, yeah. and take that shortcut. If you are a blue player and it, and you can see already that it's orange, you're like, nope, 
not going to take it. Because it'd actually be slower for you to take that shortcut than you would following your team ink and taking the regular right path. I feel like yeah, very it would true. evolve a lot of strategic like mm-hmm. elements. Like Who's the fast one? Yeah, right now I'm trying yeah. to envision that carts are slower, but they have a wider ink spray, and then bikes are yeah. faster, but they have a smaller. They're just like a line. So yeah. and so a bike could mm-hmm. zoom around and be fast, but they'd have to have really good uh, handling and drift, else mm. they would never get the speed boost because they're not because they're zooming ahead of everybody there's no ink trail to follow yeah i'm also just thinking too because you haven't really just touched on it much but Mm -hmm. like um is there an incorporation of splatoon actual weapons because i know we've touched about the subs like no the the specials (laughs) so so like i was just i was like imagining like i was just quickly i was imagining like an idea like you go through an iron box Mm -hmm. and you get a splat roller and you're thinking hmm how can I make my painting wider if I use a splat roller? So I'm imagining like when you use the splat roller, at the front of your car or the back of your car, you have this roller that's wider than your car so you can paint more area right. for a certain period of time. Well, that's already what the special does with the sprinkler oh, ink. So. But okay. also, sure. the reason sure. I had okay. not implemented that, like I didn't want, because I want the primary focus to be racing. It's I don't want to add yeah, shooting. Fair. And two, <laughs> I think it would be really fun if the vehicles that's were based fair. off the weapons themselves. Oh yeah, I so, can imagine like a hydra. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> so the so the regular cart could be a splat roller inspired, where the wheels connect in the front and the back, like yeah. a Flintstones vehicle. You have the yeah. <laughs> you could have like a jet squelcher bike shaped thing. Beautiful. You'd have the dualies. Oh, All this kind yeah, of brushes. Stuff. All the brushes are bikes. Yeah, I a squiffer. Uh, yeah, all the brushes are bikes. Um, the guns could be widened. Hydra. Splatlings, yeah. rollers, they're all yeah. carts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would take some interesting design, I reckon. I'd love to see the designs of yes. those. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, they would. Yeah. Well. Well said. Well explained. Thanks. Yeah, I'm going to buy that game, mm. I think. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Like, I, I, I'm kind of flabbergasted. <laughs> like, all of these ideas, I think, have been pretty freaking good. <laughs> like go it it really like just thinking about it like it it, in in sort of because i know that most of us sort of just like leaked beforehand we we had the option right i gave everybody the option like if you want to talk about it Mm -hmm. uh like anyone want to call so like mention the genre yeah 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 and i was like do it do it like if if you want to do it do it and if you don't then you don't have to you don't have to Mm -hmm. spoil the surprise right so we we all we all decided to do it and we i i i remember looking at like all of the things that people had come up with i thought ashes was the most most obscure he was like a splatoon mmo (laughs) yeah i'm like how would you do that but you know to be completely honest with you like with the with the dlc I wasn't expecting that to go the route it did. So you really did surprise me with that, Michael. <laughs> that was awesome. I loved wow. that. It was a great little collaboration DLC. I think that's fantastic. And then with a the racing game, I wasn't expecting... Uh, well, not that I wasn't expecting, but like I couldn't expect exactly how you would make that out of Splatoon yeah. game and make it differentiating yeah. from Mario Kart. But you did it my extremely main, well. Yeah, that my main really inspiration <laughs> was honestly Team Sonic Racing. Where the point of that game is yes, not yeah, just yeah, to do yeah, good, course. but it's to do good with your team. The closer you are together, yeah. the more speed boost yeah, you get. Yeah. And I'm thinking, hmm, how can I implement ink 
into a racing game. It's like, well, you can just yeah. make a path with mm-hmm. it. I feel like teams that team mm-hmm. something racing game is like the most team implemented racing game ever. Like mm-hmm. Crash Team uh, Crash Nitro Kart Team Racing yeah. is kind of there, but not as heavy evolved as yeah Sonic Racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it is an older is. game, and I think it was. I think it, I think it was definitely like trying trying to implement that kind of thing back in. I think it was like the early two thousands was extremely mm-hmm. difficult. Um, but like, it, 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 like this is a co- like all of these concepts are definitely something that could absolutely just sort of just be in the now. Like they have the technology, we have to the power. Of, uh, make those things work. <laughs> That's exactly right. It, like you know, it, it's evolved so much since since a concept like that that um, you could definitely do so, a lot more trickier mm, things. Like, the um, thing I want to quickly touch on too is like these ideas. Mm-hmm. I feel like are completely va- valid. Like, yeah. um, like in the Western scene, Splatoon, mm-hmm. like. It's it's sort of seen as a minority of the the community. Like this, like like Smash Bros, huge community. Mm-hmm. Splatoon, not so much, not as big. But like in Japan, yeah. right? racing yeah. would in definitely Japan, it, expand the Splatoon community. Yeah, and also not to mention Brass's idea, yeah, the of intruders. a whole different like, genre of gameplay. Yeah, yeah, like I feel like a lot of people that play play Splatoon would try out these other um, concepts mm-hmm. and like. Also, because mm-hmm. in Japan, Splatoon is massive over there. People don't understand yeah, how it is, big yeah. it is, right? Like, there was even times mm-hmm. where I think baseball teams were <laughs> sponsoring the Japanese teams. Like, there was a crazy mix over Oh, there. yeah, where they'd have so, the, like, the sponsored Splatfest. Yeah, or something like that. Baseball incorporated. But anyway, um, like, I feel like all these games, especially Bryce's, though, for some reason, I feel like Bryce's would be very popular. Like, having the, the real time strategy elements to a Splatoon game would be absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. It'd do extremely well in Asian countries, yeah. but they've always been partial to that yeah. kind of genre, yeah. if that yes. makes sense. Like, Obviously, Korea is like huge on stuff like StarCraft, and uh, that that would sort of work mm-hmm. extremely well. Um, a, a lot of it's it's uh, like Asian countries really love their yeah, top down games. Do. I know, I'm not sure, like especially when it comes to PC gaming. So I feel like something like that incorporated with a bit of lore, it would like, oh. yeah, sort of do a lot. My my main sort of concept sitting on it was basically like. I want I want the law to be explored more, other than just like you do a mission, you might get a little bit yeah. out of it, and then sort of move forward. Um, but sort of make it like, I guess I guess more of a desperation struggle than just point mm-hmm. A to point mm-hmm. B. Yeah, mm. I was just because mm-hmm. I was thinking because all these top down games because you just said they're all desktop PC games. How would you go about playing yours on Switch though? Yes, I was thinking um, that too. It. it Listen, anything is anything is one hundred percent. You're getting a PC <laughs> this port. His touchscreen. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Is a lot of people didn't think MMORPGs could be translated mm-hmm. well to console. Like a traditional hot bar MMORPG where you have like fifty skills, yeah. right, or some something like that, right? But the reason I think anything is possible is and I'm going to say it a million times, but Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> Final Fantasy fourteen does that shit on controller extremely well, and I don't think I don't think RTSs can be devoid from that, um, like exception to the rule. Does that yeah. make sense? I think I think it's absolutely possible to make anything into a control scheme if you yeah. plan it well yep. enough. It just needs it just needs to be thought out primarily as a control a controller based game and not keyboard a, mapped uh, to keyboard yeah. and mouse. Mm-hmm. 
the thing about yeah that's exactly right and i mean like you could use Joy-Con motion controls to sort of like control the map mm-hmm. if you wanted, or you could just delegate it to the right stick, or you know you could have a mobile version, uh, like a well, sort of like with the Switch Lite, for example, you could use touchscreen controls to sort of because Splatoon, let's be real, uh, has the the two control methods yeah. that it does right, but it primarily started off as one yeah, control gyro. method, which was motion. you know six. Yeah. Gyro, yeah. I was I was about to say six axis, and then I'm like, <laughs> I'm playing too much PlayStation. <laughs> playing too much PlayStation. But my point is, is like, uh, it 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 uh, back in the day with Splatoon One, I'm like, I really wish I could just do this with controls. You could like, in sometimes, co-op only, right? and even then, it's very awkward for whoever was yeah, holding the, the other controller. Yeah. That that's exactly right. Yeah, but like Splatoon Two did yeah. it extremely well. Like they they moved up, they moved up, they fixed it up, they made it better, and it mm-hmm. was good. And they made it as sort of you can pick either one. Um, and I think like that sort of falls under the same banner of like you could do that with an RTS. Yeah. Like there's no reason you couldn't. Yeah. You just got to not have uh way too many like especially with Starcraft and stuff like that. There's a lot of hot keys and stuff <laughs> like that. Like you need to cut that down mm-hmm. a little bit. And if everybody's on the same playing field, it's not so bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you mm-hmm. have cross-platform on your game? <laughs> <laughs> Look, if Nintendo ever decided they were releasing things on PC, I they're mean, sure. I mean, they're going to be doing it with um, Unite anyway. There so. was that one game, uh, Damon yeah. X Machina. Yeah, that one yeah, was cross. Yeah. So it was Astral Chain. Uh, what? I was, was it was. I thought that was just a single-player game. I didn't think there was multiple. No, I meant that it's been released on multiple consoles. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Multiple things. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, gotcha. Damon X Machina is kind of like a weird beast, though. Like, it, it didn't really do well on <laughs> the Switch. See. I think uh, like it, it was supposed to be something on the Switch that people yeah, were supposed to be like excited about. I feel like it was trying, it to, it was it was just trying like, to aim for a Xenoblade crowd. It was like, yeah, it was. Oops. Yeah, absolutely. We and it it didn't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I played a little bit of it at PAX because I never picked it up and I was just like, who is this meant for? <laughs> yeah. It's made for Gundam people. Yeah, probably. It, it is, but it's not even, not it's not close. even a great comp. Like, uh, yeah, like, it's it's not like, God, what's a good example? The uh, like, Seed? Exceed? That's a publisher. No, no. No, 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 no. Uh, there was a game. God, I can't Zeno remember what it was No. <laughs> it was like one where you where you just built your own custom robot and you sort of did Banjo it. Kazooie it, it's like Nuts a, and Bolts. It's like an established custom no. robo. No, it's like it's like an it's an established series on PlayStation, and I don't think it's in a game in a while. But I can't I can't remember right now. But yeah, no, like the, you know. I think I feel like it was aiming towards the whole like customize your robot and do things crowd, but it didn't really do that well enough to sort I of. I think justify the problem it. there is that yeah. Gundam nerds are all physical people; they're not into digital video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're too busy no, watching anime <laughs> and making their new Gundam. Sorry, go on. No, I'm just railing on and on about Gundam. The only thing I know about yeah. Gundam is from Sergeant Frog. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, one thing I was going to talk about is, um, I don't know what inspired your ideas, guys, but mm-hmm. like for me, right, my idea of having this DLC with the gear and everything mm-hmm. is that for some weird reason in Splatoon 2, right, uh, there's 
some weird exclusivity going on with the gears, right? So <laughs> in Japan, the original games, they had their own outfits where only if you had a copy in Japan, you were able to get this gear. Yeah. Not available to the rest of the world, right? So like there was also a competition. Um, I think some people submitted some entries. Yeah, to yeah. Design the Coral, next exclusive Coral gear. merch. Yes. And um, so unfortunately, to the rest of the world, we couldn't get these gears unless you had a JP copy. And you were able to get a code. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess like the idea from behind my inspiration was that we can have a gear for everyone. So, yeah. I um, think also a quality life thing your DLC would include was just to, to break the region lock. Yes, correct. Yeah. And also, <laughs> this is such a tiny complaint from me, unlock the rest oh, of the on. Octoling gear. Because in Save and Run, you can get the Octoling goggles from the first game. But you cannot get yeah, the outfit right. and the boots. They were meant to be in Salmon Run, but it never happened. Let those be free. I thought they were purchasable. <laughs> no, shops, you're thinking the Neo Octo. I'm talking uh, the Splatoon yeah, 1 designed uh, Octo right, outfit. Right, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, yes, no. Very different. Nope, I uh, decided not to put that in for some reason. Oopsie. <laughs> That's okay, though. All right, guys. Ooh. How long have we been recording? That was uh, two hours, two and a yes. half hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know what? That was fantastic. I really, really, yeah. really enjoyed that, and uh, I loved, I loved all the ideas that come out of it. And I, I would love to do imagine, this again sometime. Imagine if one of our ideas came real, though. Like, just imagine. <laughs> oh my god! Then I would, then I would have to question Which whether they're listening the to the podcast. Which one is the most likely? <laughs> That's. I was going to ask that question. Um, I feel like... Yours would be the easiest. Just extra DLC. Because they could easily do it. Just like copy-paste over some models and stuff like that. But I could also see the racing game. Because I feel it's been a very long time between 8 being released and any new 8 content. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is, right, people will still play Mario Kart Tour. So, the less people, the, mm-hmm. until less people start playing that, they'll probably make a new Mario Kart game. Yeah. Don't even remind I me. I can't wait for that game to, like, to burn. Next month, we're going to Egypt to race around the pyramids. Like, dude, why can't we just have that in a console game, please? Like, in an actual on. Mario Kart. Like you gotta yeah, pay. Yeah. I kind of hope, I kind of hope they do incorporate those kind yeah. of things in That'd a Mario be Kart because it was like an actual Mario Kart game because it would actually be yeah you know that was a lot why yeah. I wanted alternate outfits for people is because my my dying wish for Mario Kart Nine is to bring in all those outfits from World Tour into the base game. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Anyway, guys. Um, I think it's probably about time yeah. we wrap this episode yeah. up. So, uh, I do want to thank you both for coming on this week. Thank you so very much. Um, this this concept that I approached you all with the other week, you know, I I was I was uh, hoping that it would be a hit, and you know what? To be honest, I think we've produced a it's really interesting dunk. gold. And yeah, I think it's a, I think it, I think it's been a fantastic episode, and I'd like to thank you both so very much for coming mm. on. Uh, My pleasure. Hashtag. Hashtag we are what? the conceptors. How do you spell that? There we go. What about what about C O N C E P T O R S? What about we are the what about we are the ink truders? Hmm. Splatoon. No, 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 no. no, that'd be pretty. Splatoon. 
No, no, no. Okay, no, okay. Pick hashtag one of those hashtags. You're a Concept squid now. <gasps> That's yes, the one. Yes, okay, that'll yes. do. Yeah, you're a squid. That's the one. You're, you're a, a squid now. now. You're a kid now. There's a, I'm pretty sure on YouTube there's an hour long loop of just Jump that. Around now. Of, co- of course there is. Are you kidding me? Of course there is. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening to the House of Mario. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a nice juicy five star mm. rating and maybe some feedback. Yes. That'd be good too. And uh, you can find us on most socials at the house of mario you can find uh me at ivy revan on twitter guys do you want to plug uh, your twitter handle? do you go first okay well i have a lot to plug so how about you go first jacko all right um i guess the only thing i have to plug is at underscore wacko jacko the o on the end is a zero i stream casually shiny hunting and mainly gootuber gameplay on splatoon 2 yeah he's a uh, pro yeah, that's, player that's, that's, <laughs> Oh, please. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm no one of your pro. I may be all X rank, but geez, I'm far from pro. <laughs> X rank is not pro, are you kidding? Yeah, well, I can hear you. Anyways. It's just it's overrated. <laughs> I will. Just pat yourself yeah, on the back, goddamn. X rank, man. All I can get is like A. Plus. I, I, I envy you. <laughs> what, that I'm in the A plus category? Dude, you have no idea how bad some teammates in X rank are. <laughs> oh god! I feel That's I feel like it is, it is. no, it is. That's a whole I feel podcast. like that picture of uh, of Will Smith in a big pansy outfit as an adult, surrounded by all the little kids <laughs> in little pansy outfits, being le- like level forty something. And when I play ranked, everyone's in the fifteens. <laughs> it's like that. I've been, like, I've been playing so long. Right. I'm not the... Your plug's to finish. Your plug, plug. So I have a podcast. I do it with my sister. It's called The Super Show Saga. And we look at the Mario 3 cartoon. We'll be looking at the Mario World cartoon. And perhaps more. We'll have to see how schedules line up. It uploads every Monday on my YouTube channel, Delfino Durians. And every Wednesday on podcast services, Apple Podcasts, Spotify... And recently, Audible Amazon Music. They sent me an email. We're like, hook it up, yeah. yo. I did. It was, it was pretty simple. But if uh, please subscribe <laughs> to me on YouTube. Please subscribe to me on YouTube for to get that to get the visual aided content. That's the other thing about YouTube videos is that I'll put episode clips up, like pictures from the episode as we're talking about it. So if you don't know what we're talking about, you can watch the YouTube video and see what we're talking about. It's really good. Uh, Bryce was on an episode recently. That one will be uploaded mm-hmm. next week. Because today, the day we're recording yeah. is, the, is the one before it, Do the Koopa. Next week is Cootie Pie Rocks. Beautiful. 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 Love that. Very good, very <laughs> powerful. And uh, I... Uh, I can't thank you both enough for coming on this week and uh, try test it test running so this idea much with me. Fun. Thank you so 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 much. I'm just glad I didn't do any toad yeah. voices or accents. Usually, I'm, I'm all about accents of voices. Peach isn't here, so she today. can't do the toad voice for me. Yeah, I know. How was how was her like? I found her voice more to be like toadette voice. But I mean, it was still good. I mean, it's it's it very whenever it runs, she runs out of steam. It turns into Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Oh no! <laughs> well, oh, you know. Me trying oh, to do it. 
let's not go there again <laughs> anyway guys thank you for tuning in this week and i hope you've enjoyed this uh, little concept uh, that uh, mm-hmm. we cooked up and uh i'm going to close these close these doors now and uh, i'm going to uh lock these lock these guests back in the closet and Let me be uh, free i have to go to uni no never no no no, I, have, I, have a, I have a baby daughter to look after. Gosh. Oh, uh, one last thing. Uh, don't forget to uh, join the oh, Discord yeah. yes, community. It's so in the show notes. Can, uh, ha- yeah, yeah, yeah. Squid now. Yeah, that's right. In the show notes. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. And I mean, you get to meet two cool people. Uh, like, well, the only two cool people. <laughs> and plus, only two of them. <laughs> cool people like these two. <laughs> there you go. And me, yeah, I'm not cool. I'm not cool. Hmm. I, I, I'm just, I'm just here. I'm just, I, just, I, I just He's press the record button. This anyway. <laughs> No, uh, that well. In more ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, the doors are closed. Bye. 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 You just listened to the House of Mario, a South Australian Nintendo podcast. Be sure to follow the boys on Twitter, leave an Apple Podcasts review, and join the Discord server to be a part of the community. A big thank you to these legends who support the show on Patreon at the producer level. Alex Harding, Sam Hay, and DJ. If you would also like your name in the credits, head over to patreon.com slash idruby and choose the tier that works for you. Until next time, we hope your day is 120 power star rated. Consider this the bonus room of this episode. Hey everybody, it's Bryce here, and I have Evie with me today. Say hi, Evie. Hi. How are you? Good. Did you have a good day? Yes. What kind of a day did you have? Um, it was a bit of a topsy-turvy day today. A, a bit of a topsy-turvy day. So, why was it a topsy-turvy day? Because, because before lunch we had Mrs. Fuster's class, uh-huh. and then we had maths. Before we did packer, circle time, and home time. Oh, so you were very busy today. Yes. Yeah. It was a bit topsy turvy. <laughs> a bit topsy turvy. Now we're learning number lines. Number lines. Wow. In maths. Wow, that's pretty cool. Well, I guess uh, just to uh, sort of elaborate why we're here in this little bonus ep- uh, bonus part of the episode, if you will. Uh, is that I want to thank everybody for their overwhelming support that I've had these past few weeks. Obviously, with uh, Drew going on his honeymoon, it left me to do the show, and I kind of kind of got a little bit nervous in the beginning. Not gonna lie, uh, without the equipment that we usually have, you know, I knew the episode quality might drop a little bit because manual editing can be quite hard um, from 
sort of the perspective that we haven't done it in a long time. Um, and despite that, uh, the episodes have come out and I've had a lot of uh, positive comments uh, regarding, especially regarding the skit episode. I feel like a lot of people, even people that I had, I'd never heard from before were commenting on it and I'm so very happy to see that it was so well received. Uh, obviously, with this one being in school... I couldn't be too loud, so it didn't come out exactly the way I envisioned, but I think I got the message across, which was good. Um, and obviously last week I had an amazing episode with Metadocs and we got into a lot of Pokemon detailed talk. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I can't deny that whatsoever. You really like playing with that mic arm, don't you? I'm just holding on so I can't fall off. Okay, okay. She's sitting on my leg. Anyway. And this episode I was a concept that I sort of cooked up in a week and I was really, really keen to do it and I think it turned out absolutely awesome. So I would really love to see something like this return again or do it again. Uh, Drew was uh, questioning whether he should get in on it. He's like, well, if Ash can't get on, do you want me to jump in? I'm like, yeah, but if you do that, you're going to come up with a game concept in less than 24 hours. And I think most of us have been thinking of it for over a week. So we uh, definitely tried to get as much detail in as we could and thought about all the little logistics. So I kind of said, nah, it's okay. I'll just, I'll just take the reins again for this week and then uh, we'll do this again sometime because I think it's going to be really awesome. And to my, to my absolute, uh, I guess, confidence, I think it turned out extremely well. Um, so I just wanted to thank everybody for their overwhelming support again. Uh, I had a lot of people sort of message me and say, hey, look, if you need assistance, I'm happy to jump on. Or, hey, you know, this episode was really great. Or, you know, there was a little bit of constructive criticisms as well, which was good because that always helps. You know, we always ask for it on the show, whether it be through the Discord or whether it be through commentary on the podcast reviews or what have you we always appreciate it we want to make this show the best show it can possibly be so uh yeah just sitting from my perspective i'm extremely happy that i got these few episodes to sort of just experiment uh for my sake in some regards because i needed a little bit bit of creative flair just to sort of tied over i find i find like creating things as as i mentioned in the skit episode i find creating things very elating and sort of relaxing so coming up with these concepts for these episodes has been definitely something that's kept my mind busy and kept me very happy but you know the one thing i'm going to be thankful for is i have kids like this one hmm? isn't that right yeah. yep mm-hmm. you cutie and uh, I know that uh, she would have wanted to come on the podcast especially since I'm recording from home and I wanted to fit in a little bit of time with her so I figured this would probably be the best time is to have her come up with me and uh, say thank you to everybody for listening to the House of Mahari these past few weeks while I've been hosting Uh, I appreciate it so 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 much I put a lot of hard work into these episodes and I'm so glad that they turned out so well and that the reception has been re- very positive. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I cannot thank you enough. And uh, Evie? What? Guess what? What? 
we're going back to regular schedule next week. <laughs> yep, it's going to be Daddy and Drew again. Sound cool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty cool. I miss my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, if you've listened this far, thank you so much and know that I've appreciated every single last one of you over these past few weeks. No matter who you are, what you've offered, whether you've listened or not, anybody that's had any input whatsoever, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I will see you all next week with regular scheduled content. Peace. Say bye, Evie. Bye. Bye.